Two seconds. Alive. Alive. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's the Nerdy Podcast, hosted by Northern Nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And today we are joined by Team Podcast Kev. We are indeed. And this was uh, one of Kev's choices as well, the topics that we've chosen this week. Um, He's been wanting to do something for the 80s for quite a while now. And he came up with a suggestion for top uh, top five 80s comedies. Um, because we promised uh, Kev his own episode and uh, like I say, his own little special uh, day, shall we say, because um, day. <laughs> we had such a problem when we had the charity podcast, it not um, didn't quite work, shall we say, for, for, for Kev. So given his moment to shine. So he's without Charlotte. So uh, he hasn't got his partner in crime this week. <laughs> <laughs> he's Oops. going solo. <laughs> he's getting a bit of frustration now because he's currently in Facebook jail as well. Oh, bless so you. If not, so if people want to give us grief on Facebook, now is the time. <laughs> Bear in mind, I'm back tomorrow and I will absolutely destroy everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so you have been warned. Um, I'll get the crap bit out of the way with. I'll just do the disclaimer and then we'll crack on because it is a top five list. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss any topics from tonight's episode, please just come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone come for us and tell us that our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandoms. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and let's keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Yes. And just want to say as well, with us now changing our setup a little bit as well, we are looking Mm -hmm. all swish and professional now. So uh, we actually look like a proper podcast team. (laughs) (laughs) Look at all the pictures. They're right here. (laughs) Like branded and and, and shit and everything looks cool. So uh, it's been a stressful day getting everything ready. But thank you, Jake, for your help today. Uh, You've been an absolute star. And Sam jumping on to test things earlier uh, when things weren't quite going as, as the way they should be. But we're up, we're working, and it actually looks uh, quite cool, I think, as well. It does. We're getting comments same from Charlotte and from Jake saying, sounds good, looks good. Yay! We're all professional! <laughs> yes. So just want to st- start off as well. I uh, want to say a big thank you to Laura from the Facebook group as well. She surprised me today with my very own Kevin Smith pop. Um, oh, nice. it was quite nice of her to do this she said thank you for me starting up the community which again I don't do it for things but it's nice to feel appreciated I think <laughs> it is I got a lovely a lovely note and a pop from Laura a couple of weeks ago and it really like made me cry so thanks Laura Be fair, everything fucking <laughs> makes you cry <laughs> I am the worst emotional person ever so yeah I absolutely loved it so thank you right we're going to do this we're going to get into this list yeah, so this was a pain in the ass, because yeah. um, everyone knows how much I love the eighties films. Like I said, that's what I was grew up on, and especially like the comedies. Now we did do a top uh, top five eighties movies um, not too long ago, and actually top five uh, comedies. So I was a little bit limited for choices this time. <laughs> if I wasn't to go back over the same ones. So um, so thanks, Kev, for making it really, really hard. But I think I've got some interesting like picks and some ones that 
like I say, I really enjoyed revisiting as well because I watched one or two of these this week just to recap, just to see um, had that aged well or if there'd been anything that's because um, with the 80s films, a lot of the ones and a lot of the ones around the time that didn't um, age well, shall we say? Yeah. Like mm. Certain <laughs> films like 48 Hours is uncomfortable yeah. to watch now, even though I loved it as a kid, but the language used is just not really appropriate and uh, and yeah. kind of it's unsettling and again sorry if it's anyone anyone's picks as well i tried revisiting uh, police academy today as well and that shocked me with uh, the tones and certain things in it which uh, again looking at kev's face i can't wait to talk about that then. <laughs> <laughs> so yes but um we'll let kev started off then yeah. so with him being his choice his picks we'll go with his number uh, with his first pick uh, so my first pick, um, some of it has aged well, some of it's aged fantastically, some of it really hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the man, the legend, Leslie Nielsen, the naked gun. Ah, yes. <laughs> it was uh, one of my favourite films growing up. Um, mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen was a personal hero of mine, absolutely loved him. Mm-hmm. The part that hasn't aged well was probably O.J. Simpson. <laughs> but he still plays a good part (laughs) he was good as Nordberg in all fairness he was really funny I didn't expect that from him Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think anyone did (laughs) (laughs) well we'll we'll leave the jokes there (laughs) I've got too many of them if the glove doesn't fit I think it fit him quite well (laughs) I think he hired a midget to do it in all fairness like <laughs> but yeah, um, it was one of my favourites. And um, let's face it, you had Khan from Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan, yeah, as the bad guy, and just he's class. And Priscilla uh, Presley as well, looking <gasps> absolutely so amazing. Oh, I had a massive crush on her in that film when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Started getting older and realised that she looks like a cat. <laughs> she <laughs> does. A lot of a lot of good-looking women do actually have feline type of features, but I think yeah. it gets accentuated with uh, the work. But again, not going to slate anyone for getting the work if, nope. if they need to, if nope, they want to do it that way. But um, she was stunning in that film. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, she was one of my childhood crushes, but uh, I was one that I kind of grew out of quite fast when I was like growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, it was a weird film for me because the first time I watched it. Um, I can't even remember how old I was now. I was literally, I was a kid. I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, my nana had been out shopping and I like, I think we just came over from Germany because I was an army brat. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just came over from Germany to see my nana for a couple of weeks. And uh, she'd been out shopping with mom and dad. And they buggered off out on a night time. And it was just me and my nana sat there. Um, and she pulled out the naked gun. She goes, I bet your mom and dad haven't let you watch this yet. <laughs> I think I must have probably been about five or six years old. I'm like, no, but I'm very interested now. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we used to just sit and watch all these films together because she was a massive Leslie Nielsen fan from his days on Murder, she wrote and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Airplane and uh, The Naked Gun just resonated with the pair of us. We loved it. And yeah. the music was great. It's, it's, it's not quite the, like I say, the... The same type of tone as Murder She Wrote, shall we say? Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. We actually um, stuck it on the other night. It was about like quarter to 12. We just finished, I think we finished The Witcher. And mm-hmm. I literally out of nowhere just put it on. And we watched like the first 20 minutes. And I could not stop laughing at the opening. Just, yep. the, just the car. Yeah, it's like, fantastic. I was 
absolutely belly laughing at it and we ended up turning off but I was like that like how can it open and just like have us crack that much it's not it's not even that funny it's not but it is so good the irony is the funniest parts of that film all involve OJ Simpson Oh. <laughs> the shootout at the start where he traps his hand in the window, gets the bear trap, burns his hand on the furnace, gets paint on his jacket, falls out the window, falls into the birthday cake and then out into the water. Um, the hospital bed scene where the bed's given it up and down, mm-hmm. and where he's welcome back on the force unless he's a drooling vegetable, but that's just common sense. <laughs> and then the end with the slap on the back and straight down the stairs, that that was just, oh, I was to take away at that part. Like I was on the floor in hysterics every time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a stone cold killer, but he does slapstick quite well. Good, um, good. I probably like because I didn't get. I, I, as I said, my mum and dad didn't let us watch this till I was a little bit older. Um, like things I, I loved about like the condom scene as well when they say that got protection and both of them get into a giant condom. Cool, but, sex. <laughs> but I know um, this has just came out on Netflix again. I think so. That's that why is, probably yeah. is why. Uh, yeah, that's where I watched it the other day. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can remember the old, like on Sky there used to be the old Paramount channel. Yeah. And where they had all the comedies and they the used to have play squad. play squad on uh, after soap. I think yeah. it was at, at like nine o'clock and stuff like that. So that's where I first got introduced, like to like say the the, the like the the humor, which I know like say went down the same route with like airplane and stuff yeah. like that. But but mm. I've got uh, <clears throat> one of the first times I got turned away from the pictures for being too young uh, was to go and see uh, Naked Gun. Uh, the second one. Oh, was it fantastic. Two? So I went two to the pictures, because I, I used to go to the pictures, uh, I think I told the story, like, it set me, fr- me friends I used to hang about in Rye, they used to go out stealing cars, and I used to go to the pictures by myself rather than doing that. So um, that was one of the, because the old Empire in the Sunland, where you, you used to have two screens, and yeah. you used to have a stand up one side or the other side to wait, mm-hmm. and I, I used to always try and get the, the front of the queue, and uh, I was too young to watch it, but I thought I'd, I'd I'd pass, but no, I, I waited about an hour to, in the queue for them to say, have you got any ID? No, you can't come in to say it. Gutted. 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 I tell you what, though, I watched, um, I want to say it was Creepshow. Oh, yes. And, oh, my God, I have never been so scared of Les Nielsen in that film. Like, mm-hmm. that was such a 180 of a character change, like, from how yep. you've, like, from, like, Naked Guns and, and um, Dracula Dead and loving it and then all of a sudden this sadistic person's in there and I'm like I don't it's like Ted this. Danson wasn't it that one yeah. him, and, him and Ted Danson yeah yeah, he was uh, he was creepier than that if if you want one of Leslie Nielsen's best roles it's one of his most unknown ones try superhero movie yes I don't feel like I've ben. seen that it's like a proper parody but that's when um, like the, the scary movies start getting big and stuff, yeah. wasn't it? So they'd start doing all the different parodies, like yeah. not another team movie, but then Leslie Nielsen start getting coming involved, like him scary and Charlie Sheen. Onwards. Yeah. I thought he would have been great in scary movie too, as opposed to James Woods, you know, in the Exorcist scene. I think mm-hmm. that he would have been repossessed. Absolute, I loved Repossessed. <laughs> I love Repossessed. I love Dracula Dead and Loved It. It's one of my mum's favourites. And I couldn't anything. pick it because it's from 95. Yep. <laughs> anything with Leslie Nielsen in, you're guaranteed to laugh. Yeah. Like, I don't I... care if you're the most miserable person on the planet or the most grumpy person like myself. <laughs> <laughs> you will laugh. It's, yeah. uh, it's, he's just got one of them faces that you're just instantly drawn to and you instantly mm. like him as a person. And he's just so funny. So for me, yeah, mm-hmm. the naked gun, it just, 
it's more than the memories that I've got with my nana and watching her laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I haven't seen her laugh that way since I was a kid. And mm-hmm. oh, it, it just done it for me. Like I was, I was to take away with it. It was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Let's not make us cry on a comedy podcast, (laughs) shall we? Oh, that's the next film. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, like, say the the Naked Gun ones were proper slapstick, like, uh, like proper the more stupid comedy that you can see. Like, don't really get that these days now. Um, I I don't think there's any films that even go there, or even TV shows that go there. No, Um, I think the scary movies were the last ones that really tried it. Yeah, yeah, and, they, and like, they did so well. Like the first two were fantastic. I've never really watched the other ones, but the first two were just up there. Comedy third gold. Third one's my favourite. Leslie Nielsen <laughs> and Charlie Sheen. <laughs> no one can take a bang on the head like Charlie Sheen. He is a good physical I, comedy. Because of Tiger Blood, that's why. Exactly. Tiger Blood. <laughs> tiger <laughs> by winning. <laughs> winning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, I can see where this is going to go tonight if we're already cracking the Charlie Sheen jokes. Yeah, we're probably going to ring him at like three o'clock in the morning or something like that. <laughs> ring his agent. <laughs> Getting shut down. Oh, shit, it's going to happen. One of these days we're going to upset someone. But <laughs> no, I um... apologise for that in advance. Was it probably Anna Nicole Smith in the second one, wasn't it? Third was one. The third one. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. She was... We, uh, she was... Transsexual, wasn't she? Yeah, it was the, the, the whole trans uh, transsexual joke, uh, a bit like um, Ace Ventura, where the, uh, she was hiding yeah. Tiny Winnie. Oh, yeah, it wasn't done in the. It wasn't handled very well. Like it didn't. As, any, well. Any, any of these films that we're going to talk about really wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> in Not. certain lights, like I said, uh, uh, one thing I do, even though I love the eighties, I have to admit it's probably one of the most sexist, uh, like say racist. Or bigoted homophobic. eras, yeah. uh, homophobic massively, um, but I, I don't know. I still got a, quite a big soft spot for for these films just yeah. because of, of the time. But um, yeah, <laughs> like I said, some of the jokes <laughs> wouldn't work even if you tried these days. No, no they wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, not but in the... one of my picks either. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, Is this going to be an Eddie Murphy film by any chance? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, uh, great start. Like I, said, I was, I didn't even think of the naked gun. Like I said, I've, th- I've tried to go with the actors more with mine. Like who, which I think I did it with the comedies. Like which actors did I love the most and stuff. Yeah. So um, I'll move on. Let it's Sam to do her picks. I know. <laughs> I say she was waiting last last time. Bless her. Okay. Um. Well, mine is all because, uh, as everyone probably knows by now, I haven't seen a lot of movies, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't. Only well, that's a nerdy podcast about movies and TV shows, and she hasn't seen much. Seen the it, majority of them. Is it going to be Ghostbusters five times? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have done it, and I nearly came close to picking Ghostbusters too, and I was like, "Oh no, that's like, I that's very um, that would oh. be too on the nose." So it was nearly Ghostbusters four times and Ghostbusters two once. Exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly, impressed. but I'm going to go with one that I absolutely adore. It's not a, it is a funny film because of the cast. It does have Dan Aykroyd in it, if that right. helps. Where this is going, <laughs> and it has the great John Candy in it. Yep. It is the great outdoors. I absolutely adore this film <laughs> so much, so and it's good. not even like belly laugh funny, but mm-hmm. it still proper gets me to like me funny bone. I just, yeah. I love it. I want to go on that holiday so badly. <laughs> <laughs> like eight, 80s family comedy. 
Yes. Yeah. And I love that. It's and I love my favorite is the bear. The <laughs> I love bear. the bear. <laughs> The and the, racco- and the raccoons as well. Oh, the I love raccoons are the best. Like yeah, silly humans thinking, putting bricks on top of uh, the garbage thing that's going to stop us. <laughs> oh, I've got to watch that again. It is a proper one eighty on Dan Aykroyd as well. Like he's yeah. how like oh what a puts. Oh, that's the way I would put it. Like yeah. an American term, but what an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, like a pure arsehole. And John Candy just being like the sweetest thing. Because mm. John Candy for me has got some hell of a comebacks in his films. Like he can like really like turn it on you and this mm. one he didn't like mm. he allowed Dan Aykroyd to be an arsehole to him because he was such a nice guy yeah. um, mm. it was the, like a bit of a wet wipe type thing as yeah. well as... but I do I absolutely love it I always it's a it's a hard one to find I must say online it is a very hard film to find um, I'm surprised at that mm. I think you pick it up on Blu-ray now I'm sure of it because I, I start like when I went on this search for it on VHS. I did find it hard to come by. I was even searching car boot sales and stuff for it as well. But um, it did take a while. For it, but I'm surprised it, it it is, like I say, one of the uh, up there of the better John Candy films. I know John Candy didn't make any bad films, really. Um, Wagon's East. It's, it's, it's still, still, it's still, it's still it was, it's watchable compared to other drivel that other people did. I physically can't bring myself to watch that film because I know it was the last film he worked on. Mm-hmm. Was that the Western I, one? Yep. Yeah, he died. That, was, he died the, that was the cursed movie, that. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the cursed one. That was the one that nobody wanted to do and yep. he did it and because people were dying on the... I talked about this, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago. I think it was um, a couple of weeks ago when we were yeah. talking about John Candy, yeah. Yeah, I um, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm like a huge fan of John Candy, but I didn't think I was anyway until I looked at my list and he's into all of them. <laughs> I didn't really didn't like. I can count on one hand how many John Candy films I've seen. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. and but he's into all of them, and this is one of them, and I just I love it. It is, it's just like a it's a proper Sunday film. Like it's yes. a proper Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, chill out. Like I. Mm getting ready for the work and week kind of thing and I just I love it like I can't get enough of it I'm scene as, sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh I'm so <laughs> hungry now <laughs> when you see it slap down in front of him it's like oh no problem and then the, then the cook's standing over and watching him and saying you've got to and eat the, the gristle and the yeah. fat and it's like oh, oh I physically feel myself wretching thinking about yeah. <laughs> and John Candy does it absolutely perfect as well because you see him getting all sweaty and like I don't want to do this but he's <laughs> um, but he's just kind of like pushing pushing out for that as well yeah he, he was so good I think uh, for me The Great Outdoors is right up there with Summer Rental is one of the best 80s films ever made Mm. And again, John Candy, Summer Rental was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, I think Great Outdoors might just top it for me. You know, I think you are right. It's, um, Do it's I win? Of, <laughs> uh, it's fair, one of those I, Sunday morning ones yeah. where you just you yeah. sp- hung over, sprawled out on the couch. Yeah. But the Great Outdoors on, wait for dinner, whatever. And the Creepy yeah. Twins in it as well, though. Dan yeah, I was creepy thinking twi- of any, Anything with Creepy Twins is, is always like, entertaining yeah. as well. But... Um, I think with this one, that was one of the ones I picked for me top 
uh, top five eighties films. I, I think, think it was. Um, so I couldn't pick it again, but otherwise, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I have picked other ones from the top eighties because I generally can't remember. Because I have a list of all of my top five, so I can go back over them. And I'm sure I'm the one who made the rule that said you can't have the same one twice. So I might be breaking that this week. I don't no, know. Don't um, worry. I'm like just going to have to trust. <laughs> we're on to the episode 46 now, so um, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we really, it really is. So yeah, that's my number one pick is The Great Outdoors. Love it. I like, say there's so many elements in it. Like, like even the things about um, like the guy who gets struck by lightning so many times. Eey, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you that's see him so actually funny. get hit. It's, it's, like I said, that type of humour just hits the point perfectly. Um, other it's stuff I so like about... subtle. Yeah. And as you said, the bear, when you see the bear's bald head, but when he gets shot again, it doesn't harm the bear, it just blows the, the hair off its backside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's all like, see, everything that you want to. And again, I'm sure it's got a banging soundtrack as well. Like the yeah. soundtrack's uh, like up there. The music in um, with the raccoons. I yes. absolutely <laughs> love the music when the raccoons are on. And I can't Yeah, I'd watch a film just with the raccoons in. Yeah. I probably too. would. Mm. Me too. Well, I was obsessed with the raccoons cartoon as a kid. Oh, I used to so, well, for <laughs> the reason I have such bad eating habits is because of Bert Raccoon, um, <laughs> because he only ate peanut butter sandwiches. So I only ate peanut butter sandwiches Howdy. <laughs> for nearly 10 years of my life. So <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I've just had? <laughs> oh, it's like my favorite. It is my favorite. Like, honestly, like if I had to survive a, a, an apocalypse, bread, mm. peanut butter. Sorted. Like we just had peanut butter on toast. Oh, got amazing. But yeah, <laughs> um, that was my top. That's my first pick. Love right. It. So Kev's just mentioned my first pick, Summer Rental. <laughs> oh, get it. I don't know so, it. Oh, it's oh, it's so it's good. pretty. It's it's along the same vein as um, like say the Great Outdoors, but mm-hmm. it's more of a beach holiday. Yeah. John Candy's an overworked flight flight assistant who's never had a holiday in thirteen years. And takes his family to a beach resort, oh. um, and just chaos ensues. And it's it's done in a way where it's not slapstick, but John Candy is the most tightly tightly wound person, which you don't expect John Candy to be. Yeah, and it's nice to see him like like the story is like he slowly starts to loosen up, and things start happening. But there's an obnoxious uh, local celebrity that pisses him off and it was just the most arrogant twat that you'll ever meet um there's uh rip tones in it as well as a pirate and uh, <laughs> like a, at this restaurant co- called the barnacle left uh, john candy uh, gets pissed in and then decides he wants to become a sailor so they teach him to be a sailor and it it's just like a great family film it's got um andy from the goonies in the, the female like oh, uh, right. she plays his daughter, yeah, and uh, they've got like say, just <laughs> and the most lovable dog you'll ever meet in a film. What he's like this big. Oh, I've got now. He's like a big. I've got, it's not like a Saint Bernard, but he's like the size of it. it might be a Great Dane, but hairier. Oh, is it? A, um. Oh my god! It's an Irish Wolfhound, isn't it? Potentially, I think so. But again, a grey hairy thing. Yeah. Oh, if but, it's grey, then it'll be an Irish wolfhound. Yeah. Or it's just like this dopey dog that, like, there's one scene that just I piss myself laughing at. I, I, I just thinking about it as well. He goes next door to try and get something sorted, and 
for some reason, the next door neighbor wants to, to check out her tits because she's had her tits done. <laughs> and she's saying, just make them look perfect. And um, and her husband comes down and says, oh, just, just touch them just to make sure that they're fine. And then when he goes back to this horrible rundown summer home that he's rented, these the whole beaches, because it's like a public beach, has took over because they've just thought, oh, it was help yourselves and he just loses his shit like starts smashing his because he's on crutches at the time and starts smashing the crutches and he goes to the bedroom and there's this fat hideous man sitting in his bed watching tv smoking and the dog's just lying there asleep (laughs) (laughs) awesome god dog (laughs) yeah so he's kicking off and then the dog's looking at him going and he's just like yeah so much help dude but it is a typical John Candy film. Like it's a feel-good eighties film. There's a, a there's a race in it where they, they have to get the boats out and the race is yeah. obnoxious thing, and it's a happy ending. Everything in typical eighties fare, but it's just as Kev said, it's not as good as the Great Outdoors. I'll give him that, but it's up there. It's if you like John Candy, you'll love this film. It's a beautiful film. Like it really is. And he plays a different role as well, which was good. Because yeah. he always plays the big lovable, like the big lovable fool. And in this one, he's just so fucking tightly wound up. It's unreal. I've never heard of it. It's so good. Yeah. Honestly, I just had to Google so it there. I've never, ever heard of it. What is wrong with me? <laughs> We're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, there's good slapstick comedy in it as well. There's bits where um, he's walking along the beach and it's just crowded. Out, like in America... You, you, like when you went to like the water parks where you're trying to get a space there literally the beach is like that way stepping over people mm-hmm. and he's carrying all the stuff like for the family uh, he's water cooler like tap breaks so what ice cold water's pouring on people he's stepping on someone's <laughs> sun cream that's getting fired over people's faces people are just kicking off from left right and center and he's just like he's just this nice chap going oh i'm sorry i live at this address uh anything wrong uh bill me for anything you think but it's just the comedy in it is like say stuff as you said Sunday Sunday morning comedy mm. not like yeah. completely like belly laughing like but enough to like put a smile on your face it's mm-hmm. warm yes yes that's such a good word warm mm-hmm. I like it's that it's warm it's, it's, a, it's a warm and fuzzy yes I like warm and fuzzy it's a kind of rainy day grab a blanket sit on the couch with a cup of tea and watch that kind of film yes I feel like I might do that on Sunday it's honestly it's a beautiful film you'd love it Yes. If you like the great outdoors, you will love that. Especially with what the weather's going to be like over the weekend. So <laughs> anything that horrible. looks yes, so anything that looks warm, I think mm-hmm. I'll watch. <laughs> Summer Rental's got to be up there. Honestly, Sammy, you will love it. Mm-hmm. It's it such a, a beautiful film. It's shot amazingly as well. Yeah. That's an outstanding pick, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so you I did, win already. You, <laughs> you, you called it. But uh, yeah, so that's my first pick there. Awesome. So back to Kev. Well, I might as well keep the theme going with space balls. Damn it! That's mine! <laughs> oh, so Sam loses a pick as well. Oh, it's mine. Oh, Was that on God. yours as well, Paul? Yes. Oh, not mine, no. Oh, I didn't have the swatch. I didn't go with the swatch with this one, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't realise how much I loved this movie until we watched it at my parents' house a couple of weeks ago, and I quoted it word for word before so it even good. come on. And I was like... I, like this film's just fantastic. I love it. I have to say it. as well, the cast for a the cast stupid is film is out there. Like, say for who's who of eighties comedy or even nineties yeah. comedy at times as well. That was perfect. I would say it was- it's Mel Brooks. So if he asked you to do something, you don't even say how much am I getting paid. You say yes. Yes. Like yes. nobody turns down Mel Brooks. 
true. Like it's Mel Brooks Star Wars parody. It shouldn't work, but it does in every way possible. It's absolutely perfect. I mean, I think that one pretty much introduced the world to um, Daph- Daphne Zuniga mm-hmm. yeah. before the fly. Uh, was no the fly too. Yeah, when she was in it, and Um, she was just outstanding. Rick Moranis is absolute. (laughs) That scene with him and um, Bill is it Bill Pullman? Mm -hmm. Pullman I am your brother. I am your brother's mother's long lost. (laughs) What does that make us? Absolutely nothing. nothing. (laughs) I think the best part with him was uh, (laughs) when's that? That's now. So when's then? It's now. And ludicrous speed. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> they went hard enough. Have you combed the desert? We ain't found oh, shit. shit. <laughs> Michael Winslow with his bleeps, creeps, and sweeps. <laughs> it was so good seeing Michael Winslow pop up in that film. <laughs> Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, made us hungry, though. It shouldn't have. It, no, I, I, I kind of agree with you there. Like, I just saw the like the cheese and the pepperoni dripping. Oh. I just thought, I'm either getting really turned on or really hungry here. I didn't know which one. That was the sad part. The alien scene as well, like the homage to alien. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> so good. That was, wow. that, that was straight out of the producers, or that was, uh, in my mindset, that's what I thought it was going to come out. But, it's just yeah. such a funny film like we've literally just spent the last two seconds belly laughing over it <laughs> that's that's what a good 80s well good comedy film not just the 80s but like i said that was so ahead of its time it was well. unreal i mean even the soundtrack for it was fantastic yeah mm-hmm. and the fact that john candy was half man half dog he was his own best friend <laughs> i love um john rivers the fact john that rivers oh, she was matrix like i love the fact that she was called Doc Matrix. She was fantastic. And Mel Brooks' president screw. Oh, yeah. what was his what was his hand gesture? That was it. <laughs> I was think, that was it. I was thinking more red dwarf there. Oh. Yes. Uh-huh. Um Mel Brooks is just <laughs> amazing. I, I just absolutely but even his son is unreal as well. Yeah. His mm. son is just fantastic. Like my husband's not a massive reader, but he absolutely ate up the zombie survival guide mm-hmm. he absolutely yeah. ate it up in world war z he, he's just he's like the complete opposite to his dad when it comes to his work but when you talk when you hear him in interviews he's exactly like he is his father's son he is yep yeah. he's mm-hmm. so funny he's um, really talented as well though like oh, really talented like, like stupidly talented my cousin works at the theater royal and um they were doing the producer. Uh, was it the- no? It wasn't the producers. I think it was Young Frankenstein that was meant to be coming mm. up to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And I was, I literally, I was trying to bribe him to get his tickets. I was like, <laughs> honestly, just do what you've got to do. I will, I'll give you three times the worth of the tickets. Just yeah. get his tickets. Mm-hmm. And he just, he couldn't do it. I don't think it even came up in the end. No, but it was. It's, uh, it's one it, film that my my mum and sister absolutely adore, and I've never seen it. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, it's no, so think, good. It's yeah, my dad loves it as well. It's very um. Outdated, shall we say? There's a lot of parts now that just wouldn't pass. Yeah, yeah. But that, as I said, when we were at the start, a lot of the, a lot of the things, a lot of the like jokes in this as well. Like say the, yeah, say Mm. a druish princess. Yeah, yes. It's like say, but. Again, it's, it's movies it's, it's, of the times, and should we be ashamed of the fact that we like the movie of the time? Oh no, because like I said, not at all. 
Um, like that's the thing. We don't endorse them, but again, it's well, like say the right or anything like that. But well, it, this is the thing that gets me with it. Uh, I think a lot of people don't understand that people evolve. Yeah, films mm-hmm. don't. Films yeah. physically cannot evolve. They are what they are. The shot, mm-hmm. the stuck. People mm-hmm. learn. They evolve. They keep going. Yeah, and it's a sign of the times. But exactly. that's the thing, though. We're not trying to recreate it. We can enjoy it and embrace for what it was, but we're not saying that that we're trying oh. to do a thing. Like, say, I have to one watch, like, say, Halloween and say, oh, yeah, Michael Myers had a good idea. I'm going to go out and stab him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I've just been corrected off my sister. Right. She's never seen Young Frankenstein. Oh, so well. it's just my mum. Sorry, Michaela. She must be watching. <laughs> well, there's another one for you both to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just always remember my mum, if you hear you putting on the Ritz, my mum will just go, putting on the Ritz. <laughs> and I don't get it. <laughs> just uh, give it a watch. <laughs> I will. I certainly will. Um, but, but like I say, Parry and Star Wars at the time when Star Wars was so big, it was on her a winner as well. And I loved the aspect of her when, the, instead of like a Death Star, they had a giant maid with a vacuum cleaner sucking <laughs> the air out of the world. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> that shouldn't work. <laughs> it's the um also that when he's and he's um, talking about advertisement and toys and stuff, like yes. how on the nose is that? Spaceballs, the toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, like how on the nose was that though? Mm-hmm. It's so oh. like it is so true. <laughs> Spaceballs the flamethrower. <laughs> Um, in all fairness, I'm surprised George Lucas hasn't branded the US military yet. Yeah. It's the only One thing day. he hasn't touched. No, he's sold out now, so it's Disney, so Disney owns the world. Oh, I can see it now. The next Star Wars film is going to be sponsored by Heckler and Cock. <laughs> I can see it. Or Walther. So that was my, I'll, I'll claim that as my second pick along with Kev's. God damn cool. you, Kev. So, um, <laughs> I'm going with one that. It's a film with two names because it was called One okay. Thing in America and it was called One Thing Over Here. So over here it was called A Night on the Town and in America it was called Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, I only <laughs> with, watched this a few years ago. With my teenage so crush as well. Like I said, it was a, like I said, I'm sure it's Elizabeth Shue. Uh, yes. yes, it was. Yeah. Um, she was absolutely stunning in this film. But... Um, I remember watching this uh, around my aunties and uncles um, when babysitting and thinking this was just the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was just hilarious. Uh, it had, like, say, Marvel references mm-hmm. in as well. Like a yeah. little girl who loved Thor. Um, it had a Playboy magazine in, which I found it was hilarious at the time. But it's it's what a typical 80s film where the simplest thing, going to pick up your friend in a bus station, what could go wrong? Fucking everything. 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 <laughs> and it's like, as I said, soundtrack is amazing. It takes you on a, a roller coaster ride all the way through. Um, if you watch it on Disney Plus, they have edited it as well. So they've changed because um, there was a famous scene that I absolutely loved as a kid. And I used to get told off so much for quoting it when she's on the train uh, and the two gangs are about to fight. And she turns around and says, don't fuck with a babysitter. And Disney Plus now, they've changed it to don't fudge with the babysitter. <laughs> and, instead of, and when they're calling her a bitch, they've changed it to a witch. 
Oh my god, they've censored it that much. <laughs> yeah, sort of, they've, so they've actually changed, like, um, and it's proper dubbed as well. So I was like, proper, because I was getting all geared up because I watched it this week. Think, no, it's going to be the scene where she get, says, "Don't fuck with the babysitter," and it's like amazing because she gets a knife out and everything. And it goes, "Don't fudge with the babysitter." I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yes. <laughs> they have proper ruined that part. Yeah, oh. censorship in Disney films just needs to stop. Just let her get on with it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I only watched it a few years ago because it was one of Anne's like favorites growing up, um, mm. and I absolutely loved it. Like we went because this is what we and him do now and again. We go through the movies I've not seen, <laughs> 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 and we have a proper binge of them. And that was there was that and Monster Squad. Right. Monster Squad. Oh, I know. I haven't. I don't think I've picked. I haven't picked it either. Um, but yeah, then it was like them two on the same night. So it was. I loved. It. I just absolutely loved it. The little girl dressed as Thor. Yeah. You like, oh. can't help but love her. She's so adorable. She's yep. just class. I wanted to be her so badly. <laughs> and and her, and, her, and her brother is so cringe because he's got the massive yeah. cr- crush on Elizabeth Shue and like yeah, it's. Never going to happen, because no. to be fair, she's way out of his league. To be fair, she's way out of everyone's league. It's Elizabeth Shue. Come on, um, but th- what I found out only a few months ago, who played the guy who who she thought was Thor is Vincent D- D'Onofrio. Yes, Kingpin. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what a fucking transformation <laughs> <laughs> from being Just the God of Thunder to the Kingpin. <laughs> well, at least he's a. Uh... Dipped in and out of Marvel, shall I say. Definitely. I've um, just got a message off Charlotte. I just need to quickly revert back to uh, the Mel Brooks thing. Um, young Frankenstein did come up here. Um, mm. Her dad and her sister went to see it. All right. Nice. So, uh, Ron, if you're listening, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to next and, and, and obviously, she didn't give you care about you enough to get your tickets off. So, bad form, Charlotte, bad form. <laughs> You get used to it, don't worry. <laughs> don't kill me! <laughs> I was going to say, she's in the same house as you! To be fair, though, this is it's Kevin okay, Tethered, because normally you see Charlotte looking over saying, don't say it, don't say it. Kev's free to say whatever he wants now. No, no, I'm getting the messages, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> she's still trying to censor you. <laughs> she knows it. me too well. Oh, no, she's coming through now. <laughs> free the Kev, free the Kev. <laughs> Oh, it was before you were together. That was oh. before we were together. Oh. Right, get out your four for a second. Come on. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. What were we talking about? Yeah, the adventures of babysitting. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But like you said, the hilarity of what, what happens, like when she get, the car breaks down and this terrified of the hooked man who, who's just trying to help them, and then he finds out his wife's having an affair, so they end up like, getting like in the most ridiculous of situations but it's done in a way where it's completely 80s like yeah they're, they're trying to escape from the mob and they go through like a, a blues club and they have to sing the blues and with is one of the best like 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 little song things in a, in a movie when they're singing the babysitter blues is just absolutely perfect i need to watch that again it's been yeah. so long since i've seen it and uh, i've only ever seen it once so i don't think i've seen it since i was a teenager so no. Oh wow! Uh, I would get a dodgy copy of it. I wouldn't watch it on Disney Plus because when they say uh, 
don't fudge with a babysitter. It kind of spoiled it a little bit. Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got the dodgy stick. I'll be all right. The, the fashion in it, though, is fantastic. Like, I do look at movies for fashion. Obviously, I do have some girl jeans running through us. And the fashion in there is unreal. Like, Elizabeth Shue just dresses like an 80s dream. Like, I absolutely love it. Um, I really I want to watch it again. Yeah, I think it's going to be on my weekend list. But that's the thing with with all these films that we're going to talk about, it's going to mm. stir emotions and want to watch yeah. these again because these are like when when I talk about eighties comedies, the the top tier. Yeah. Like I say, I know mm-hmm. like Charlotte's will go on and say that the nineties were better. Wrong. No. The eighties had the best comedies, best yeah. action, best horror. Uh, sorry, it's fact. Nineties <laughs> not too bad. I'd like nineties horror. I like nineties action mm. simply because nineties. The nineties were Arnie's era. I was going to say when he I, got bigger than Stallone. So yeah, I, think, I like that. But, I feel like the nineties is more action than it was anything else, and, and it did have some really good horror elements. But the the comedy is odd to the eighties. I think it's all eighties, to be honest with you. The nineties is Arnie's era, but some of his best films were the eighties, like Commando, Terminator, yeah. Predator, eighties. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I think the reason for it is is because the eighties was less censored than the nineties. Yeah. People had a lot more creativity and freedom back then, and mm-hmm. it wasn't always a good thing, which we've already said. Yeah. But it was at the same time because you can get some truly despicable characters out there, mm-hmm. but you can tell they're just they're so censored now that they wore it down. Whereas back in the eighties, you got some people that you absolutely detested, mm-hmm. and they gave them the platform to be detested. Yeah. Yeah. And. That was it. it was a uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It it was less censored. It was a uh, not worked. always a good thing, but it it worked for the time. Yeah, hundred percent. So back to you, Kev. See if you can steal one of Sam's picks again. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with one of my nicknames for Charlotte, <laughs> and it's not twat. Oh. Short circuit. Oh, ah, Johnny Five is alive. Oh, Absolutely it's not on it. my list. It's not on my list. But as a child, I genuinely thought it was a horror film because it did terrify us. Um, that and Howard the Duck. Oh, Howard the Duck. Terrified the life out of us. Short Circuit was one of them. It took us a while to realise that it wasn't. It was, it was kid-friendly. <laughs> yeah. Howard the Duck terrified me because of the Dark Overlord. Mm. <laughs> and Dr. Jennings, especially with how he actually turned out in reality. And the fact it was talking duck as well. I wasn't too bothered by that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, short circuit for me. She's messaging now. What's she saying? You dick. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, but yeah um, um, it, it's a it's a massive hit for me. I mean, let's face it. Steve Gutenberg, you, just, you can't go wrong with Steve Gutenberg. Like, mm. He's really underrated. Yeah. But he was the cheesiest eighties actor out there ever. Like anything he was, he was in, it was good, but it but was he got uh, it. Do you not think he just got it though? Like he just yeah. got it, he got how the, the, the era was and he yeah. just ran with it and he made a shitload of money off it too. He did. I mean, if you look at all the films he's done, like Police Academy like had nine million sequels. Yeah. He made a fortune off them. You had Cocoon, which was oh also a gosh. massive film. Like I loved that. Those films, the cocoon films, were class, but mm-hmm. Short Circuit was the one that, like, a lot of like people growing up back then related to because you had the robot, mm-hmm. you had the girl. Um, I can never remember her name. It's not Molly Ringwald's. Uh, the actress's name, um, Ali Sheedy, wasn't it? Yes, because it was oh, her at the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Yeah, it was. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and you had um, 
the bad guy from Hackers who was Phoebe's boyfriend, psychiatrist mm. and friend. Cyrus, yeah, Cyrus the virus, wasn't it? No, no, Cyrus, that's, that's, that's uh, Conair. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, doing the worst and most inappropriate impression of an Indian ever. Oh, yes. the psychiatrist. Benji, it was Ben. Yes. ben he played Benji, Benji in the film. He was, but the films were so good. Mm-hmm. They were funny, they were catchy, the soundtracks were great. It was like typical 80s synth. The action yeah. scenes were great. The and it was quotable. Yeah. So quotable. Like a laser lips, your mother was a, a snowblower. <laughs> a laser lips. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't seen Disassemble. this film in many years. Disassemble. <laughs> I was I... absolutely gutted at that part. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um it, it, it quintessentially is a uh, retelling of Pinocchio, though, isn't it? Yeah, the story. That's, that's exactly yeah. that way. Um, when he comes a real, real boy, but um, when they're trying to prove he's alive, when they're doing like the, the ink block tests, like with the with the soup, yeah. And, he say, and he's saying, "What do you see?" And he's giving the ingredients, and he goes, "Also, see butterfly flower," <laughs> and you just your heart melts in that moment, and you think yeah. when Steve Gutenberg's character sees that he's alive. And then the army's trying to take him away and trying to blow blow him up, and you and you just say no, please don't. And then you find out he's just made a replacement of himself. And again, true eighties style. Uh, the even switch. the sequel was good. I even like the I sequel. Loved it. I think I loved the sequel more when I was younger for the little Johnny Fives that were on yeah. the street. And, um, <laughs> what was the gang called? Lost Lobos or something? Lost Lobos. Oh, Lost Lobos. <laughs> take your heart. He sang a song and it was just absolutely crazy. Something about kicking the balls into outer space, space or something. Yeah. <laughs> it it was unreal. He's going, I'm mad, I'm bad, and I'm manic. And he's when he stole all the car radios and stuff. <laughs> Which great, but uh, gr- growing up, like I've got to say, I prefer the original now. The first mm. one was better, yeah. I think the second one was just it hit the cutesy spot for being a child, yeah. And, the uh, second one's more fun, but the first one had more heart, yeah. The first one was one of them ones you can watch back and you can actually think, Oh, mm-hmm. and it, like it gives you a bit of warmth again, yeah. Like, again, the 90s just don't do that for me, they don't give us that warmth, they don't give us the fuzzies, mm. they don't no. make us think. Oh, you little legend. I love you. <laughs> but you never thought, like, they've missed a trick, though, haven't they? Because they haven't brought out, like, a proper Johnny Five toy. Yeah. Like, it, I would really? buy one. I, I, buy I would one. buy one now. Like, if yeah. you bought a little robot, I would, shit, if they bought Lego out, fuck it, I would buy it. Yes. Yeah, Especially like, with the way the toy community is now. Oh, if they bought, like, um, because let's face it, you've got drones and everything else. If they bought, like, a mini Johnny Five out, it'd go nuts. Yeah. yeah. Look at like how people demand. went over Turbo Man. Yeah. Mm. Right, the demand would be nuts for a miniature Johnny Five now. See, we need to put the pattern in. We'll get the get everything out, nerdy up north to try and sell Johnny Fives. Right, let's do it. <laughs> I've just been sitting on my hand, and my hands all scaly. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Lizard people. Uh, <laughs> I'm going back to last week now. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I've been sitting on my hand for ages, and um, I've only I only ever watched this as a kid, so my memory of it's like really really faded this but is I a bank holiday monday film it used to be on yeah. every bank holiday one. <laughs> uh, bank holiday monday used to be uh, short circuit american tale um oh and Willie Willy wonder oh, that is Factory. such a massive argument in my house with that film batteries not included because oh, i've never oh, i've never seen that, it and i oh. was absolutely apeshit over the fact you will cry over that you film. will you've got you to watch cry. it that in flight of the navigator. Uh, I'll that take that scares me. Either. That terrified me as a kid. 
Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Oh, it still scares me. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine him at the bottom of your bed. You can shit. Brian Motley. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wiping off yeah. in the cinema. These oh monsters have grabbed your ankles and pulled you under. But yeah, batteries not included is a huge argument in my house because I've not seen um, it. You've got to watch no. it, but you will cry. One of the one of the others um, that that's not on my list, and Nick nearly shouted us because I didn't put it on in a space. I didn't put it on either. Um, yeah, it's not even on an honourable mention. Is that a Martin Short film? Yes, it is. Yeah, I have Dennis seen Quaid. that one. I've seen that one. But so good. It, it is, and again, one of the ones. And when I know a lot of people saying don't remake certain films, I think that film would benefit from it, yeah. like to be remade. I think because it would. Same it would short circuit. Yeah, um, with Martin Short, I would have Martin Short back. Yeah, yeah. And Martin Short, I'd have, after 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 that, after Only Murders in the Buildings, I'll mm. have Martin Short in anything. Yeah. Season two brilliant. started filming. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Like I'd say, Short Circuit and um, Inner Space. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely see a remake of them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. definitely. As long as they keep Johnny Five's voice, that's the only, oh, that would only yeah. be my only request to keep the same uh, voice actor because that, yeah. like, uh, I say it. it, it it touches I was gonna say it touches a spot, that sounds a bit wrong. But uh, Does it? <laughs> uh, kind of bring as Kev said before, brings a warm feeling when you think about it. And I don't think I would want to hear anyone else's voice being Johnny Five. Yeah. I, I don't think I could. Mm-hmm. I think that's well, that's the nostalgia part in here, isn't it? That's yeah. what that's what you're looking for, is that my cat is going absolutely nuts outside. <laughs> it's what they've done with um it's what they've done with the Transformers films, isn't it? They brought the original voice actors back. Yes, yeah, and it works. Because you can't have yeah. Optimus Prime as anyone else, then I can't remember his name. But I was mm-hmm. watching an interview with him the other day. He's a fantastic man. Um I'll hold my hand up and hand me nerd card in and say I cannot stand those films. But the new ones good. the yeah. first one No, was no me neither. First one I thought was you know what? Actually, the, the better one was the Bumblebee standalone yeah, <coughs> with John I, Cena. I actually agree with that. Um, the that first films bit, for me yeah. were a CGI mess. I've never mm-hmm. seen when the Bumblebee. Literally, you can't see anything for the CGI. It's essentially being a kid again and having mm-hmm. your action figures and going for a fight scene. And that, mm-hmm. that was Transformers for me. It was I literally watched the entire film to hear, and then I turned it off. <laughs> that was it for me. <laughs> But, uh, I think there was a lot of things that, like, well, Michael Bay, shall we say, just did explosions and think things look big. But uh, we're getting another one soon as well, aren't we? We're getting another Transformers. I kind of want to see that one because it's um, the beast, the beast bots. It's and, not going to um, have Mark Wahlberg in it, is it? I don't no, think I don't... it is, no, because they've got. Um, they've, I can't stand Mark Wahlberg, but they've uh, they've pulled the um, the fella from In the Heights, uh, the, oh, the um, lead character. Ramos. Yeah, they've pulled him into it, so I'm he's really gonna, looking forward he, to it. It's, it is mm-hmm. his time, as Anthony Ramos's time, because he's coming into Marvel as well. He is, um, he's, a he's, he's an absolute talent. That man is amazing. And I've only ever seen him in Hamilton, and it was enough. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I was going to say something on a Transformers front, and I've totally forgotten. The cat <laughs> is throwing us completely off. Well, She's going to go on Well, we're on your third pick now, Sam. Oh, mine. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with me. I don't know if it's an obvious one. I don't feel like I've picked this one before. Um, it's from 1985. <laughs> I feel Paul might have picked this one. It's the ghost for the most. It's Beetlejuice. Me and Kelly picked it last time. But Paul I didn't. Charlotte's going to go nuts here. <laughs> That's okay, as long as I didn't. Um, but yeah. <laughs> 
Beetlejuice. I who doesn't love Beetlejuice? Who Beetlejuice, doesn't? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I, I think you'll find a couple of people in the chat kicking off over that one. Like, there's a few Why? people that don't like it. What, what's not a like? I, I'm still trying to figure that out. I love the film. <laughs> oh, that's okay then. <laughs> it's one um, of my favourite films of all time. One of the oh, Tim Burton's best. And to me, it probably is Tim Burton's yeah. best, mm. apart from no. Batman Returns. Mm. That's that's the one film I think, like Beetlejuice, where you got everything right: the look, feel, um, music-wise, um, and like, like where his type of quirky outfits and everything works. The a lot better than it's called. yeah, without being overly obvious, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Um, the cast is fantastic. I still Poor can't man. to this day, to this day, see that that is Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. <laughs> I cannot, I it's cannot fantastic. hear him, I can't see him. It to me, it's just it's somebody else because that's mm-hmm. not Michael Keaton. Um, Catherine O'Hara is an absolute like hero of mine. Like, I love that Beautiful woman so actress. much. She's amazing. I have actually seen her sing live in 2019 and it was such a moment like she did the, um, we went to see Nightmare Before Christmas Danny Elfman's tour yes mm-hmm. um, with a full orchestra and it was she was there along with obviously Danny Elfman um, and it was when she sang Sally's song I was just <laughs> <laughs> I was in absolute floods I just love that woman and I love her style in this movie so much like the fashion in this mm-hmm. is unreal and it yeah. is all her like yeah. it's really hard to, to like she does play terrible mothers really well <laughs> for such a nice person for such a lovely person she plays terrible mothers really well like she's done it three times four times if you count home alone two yeah um and she's just i just love her um mm-hmm. winona Ryder is unreal horn and as the, the way i think she's like beautifully but very like troubled and haunted like a second best performance from the first was always Heathers for me but the Heathers. Yeah. I, I was torn between Heathers and this yeah mm-hmm. I, was, because I was gonna put the Heathers on Heathers to me is such a movie of now like I can hear people talking like they did mm-hmm. now it's so strange I love yeah. it so much mm-hmm. um but yeah but I went on a ride is top performance for me will always be Girl Interrupted. That movie is just unreal. And she was absolutely phenomenal in it. Um, But Gina Davis and um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. I can't see Alec Baldwin either. No, because he's such a nice guy in that film. Yes. (laughs) And he's not. And he's not. Yes, exactly. And such a horrible person. And the look as well. Like, it just doesn't look like you can see Baldwin in him. Yeah, like the Baldwin of, family in him. You but think I, of someone like William. Yes. You, or Stephen, you don't think. Alec? Like, yeah, you, you, you tend not to look at him and think, okay, you're uh, fat now. Yes, exactly. And but he's fierce. Yeah, but oh. the thing with, what I love about Beetlejuice now, you can watch it now. If, if, if say, if, if, no one had seen Beetlejuice, no, this is a brand new film. It doesn't seem dated. It seems quite now and like the effects to use isn't like say overly done isn't crappily done mm-hmm. um even the sandworms are like say brilliantly done as well um, See, i think the i think the effects look outdated now really so, the sand i think they look really dated a little bit, but 
I love the scene when they go to is it is it Caster's Hill or the Underworld or Purgatory the, essentially, per, isn't it? Per, well, yeah, because it's like the middle ground, isn't it? Yeah, the waiting rooms. Yeah, um, I love that scene so much with the um, with the bus crash that happened. <laughs> it sounds so morbid of us, but I absolutely love and the that. The football team she, comes in. Yeah, and she's, they keep calling her coach, and she's like, "I'm not your coach. You're dead, man." In that scene, um, did you spot a cameo in that scene? No. If you look out the window behind the Maitlands, it's one of the Blues Brothers. Uh-huh. It was oh. confirmed it's one of the Blues Brothers. Right. So, probably Elwood, not Jake. Yeah. Um, Belushi, Belushi, I think. Belushi died. But yeah, they, um, they confirmed well, that, it was. Jake is, El- Jake is Belushi. Yeah. Elwood is Dan Aykroyd, isn't he? Yeah. That's why that's one of Yeah. yeah. But, but no, yeah, yeah. They confirmed it. Yeah, but like I said, the end scene is everything to me. That's that song, and when it goes shake, the line. shake, shake, Serona, the the body line, like the, you can't help but tap along. And like I say, when you because you wait for that at the end of the film as well. Yeah, it's one of the films like I don't turn the credits off for. No, me neither. And the table <laughs> scene as well. I absolutely love the table scene. The table scene is fantastic. Um, one of me, uh, one of me old mates, bless his soul, uh, Mickey Fitz. Who uh, sang for the business? Um, they actually done a hardcore punk cover of that song, right. <laughs> and it, I mean these these were like hardcore, like West Ham, like firm guys. You know, they yeah. were mm-hmm. they were hard, hard men, <laughs> <laughs> and they done a cover of that song, and it was a uh, it was unbelievable. I loved it. Oh. Every time I listen to, every time I see Beetlejuice now, I think of Nicky. Every oh, time. I love that. Um, the guy who played Ortho, Ortho. Oh, he's class. He's so <laughs> so cool. I just love his attitude. Um, sorry to do this, but he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it was Associ- coming. Associate, Associate Bob from Demolition Man. I'm sure oh. that's him, isn't it? Is yes. It? Yeah. No, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Associate Bob. Is it Bob mm-hmm. or Bob? No. Or... I don't know. His, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's in uh, Demolition Man because uh, yeah. Cyrus the Virus, not Cyrus the Virus, whoever came to say it, Simon, Simon Phoenix kind of can't shoot him or something. Yeah, because he's their program not to shoot him and the old guy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was him. But no, Beetlejuice is just, oh, it's just unbelievable. It's so, it's so good. The Burtonisms in it are fantastic. Like, it's just, it's every God's <laughs> dream. Yeah. It really is. The, the wedding scene oh. was just unreal for me. Like, the entire, like, literally, I think it's 15, 20 minutes running up to that where he was... Mm-hmm. Um, where he was the carnival merry-go-round and stuff, and then he was yeah. like, the snake on the banister. It was mm-hmm. it was just brilliant. Um, I used to have loads of the toys when I was a kid. But the cartoon was brilliant as well when oh, they brought the cartoon. The car- um, I, I know the they've just re-released some figures out for the yeah, old cartoon, they but they, they, they are have. expensive as hell oh, and they yeah. look yeah. fantastic. Yeah, there is there's a bit of a collection um thing for them now. Like a lot of people are wanting them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've. I've seen the not for my. I wasn't really a big fan of the cartoon. No, I I, I, I don't know. I used to have a little grave, like used to be like a grave. Yes, and used to, used to used to pop up, but when you used to push it down a little, little beet juice used to come out as well. Yeah. So it was um, quite good. Like the toy range was always good. With, well, any Tim Burton things, he always did well with the toys. But yeah, um, like I say, one of not just best 80s films or 80s comedies is one of the best films ever yeah it really it really is right up there and the the beetlejuice 
performance at Universal Studios was just fantastic. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't think they do it anymore. Don't care. Still one of the best. So uh, we're happy to move on to the next pick. Yes. Keeping it with picks that's already been said. I, I don't, I've not picked this one, but I think you might have picked this one, Sam, or someone has. Um, I wanted to get a Tom Hanks film in, but oh, like I, say, I, I, I picked Big a while ago, so I uh-huh. couldn't go back to Big. So I went the burps. Damn it, it's one of burps. my picks. <laughs> Such a good film. It's man. one of my picks. God damn it. God damn it, Corey Feldman. I love yep. this neighborhood. <laughs> Satan I would have loved good. to live, live on that. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved to live on that neighborhood as well. Like it was so entertaining, and each individual characters, like uh, Tom, like I say Tom Hanks is well fantastic in anything he does. But yeah. this is when he was like in full comedy mode, and it, yeah, it's entertaining. Um, well, that was his starting point was comedy. He mm-hmm. came from like Bosom Buddies and stuff like that, and. Yeah. Um, so comedy was always his strong point. It was the mm. shock when he started doing serious stuff. That was the shocking part. It was yep. like, shit, this guy's got range. <laughs> yeah, it, it was unreal. Um, the part you've just been singing there, Satan is good, Satan is a pal, that was Dragnet. <laughs> that, that was uh, Dragnet, not the burps. <laughs> oh, dear. With the, another classic with uh, Tom Hanks um, and Dan Aykroyd, though. Hang on. No, what well, what does he say when he's doing the, the tape backwards? I'm sure that's uh because the, the paganisms the, ones. Yeah, it's the doing the tape backwards and he goes, Listen, it's listen, it's Satan is good, Satan is my power. It might actually be, it yeah. Is the <laughs> oh my god. It might actually be it's on Dragnet as well. Damn it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's because they're listening because there's nothing there. They're yeah. just making it up. <laughs> As everyone no, did records backwards. It's just how great, like the paranoia runs through this, the whole town. Like well, right. sim- yeah, I know about the certain <laughs> thing, but like in the wrong way though, because like yeah. they're expecting this poor family when they first moved in, just because they were a bit odd and a bit strange, yeah. to to be not the, the quintessential um, American family or like say in the suburbs what they would expect. Like, to be fair, if we moved in, the probably would have tried to tread us on there a little bit. <laughs> but, a little bit. Um, but the twist at the end, when they actually did kill the family before that, that was always <laughs> done so well. But I think the person who does get underlooked in the film so much, she doesn't get the credit she deserves, Carrie Fisher. She Carrie is Fisher. absolutely brilliant in this film. Yep. Very different role for Carrie Fisher. It so was. Massively, she was trying something new because she did this. She did Drop Dead Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of almost the same person. Um, like the same kind of thing she was trying something new and it works for her she the thing is though with brilliant. that one it, it wasn't too much of a stretch for her because she just had to play the down to earth nice but strong woman mm-hmm. and Carrie Fisher was yeah so it exactly. wasn't a massive stretch for her she mm-hmm. could kind of just sort of ease into the role and be herself a bit and I think that that's probably what made the role for me and mm-hmm. she was really underlooked with it Paul you're right um, yeah. she was it was, it was a shame because she was one of the best people on there for me, for that, I'm always going to go back to Corey Feldman because he was quintess- he was quintessential eighties, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, he was, was Mister Eighties. Yeah. Um, uh, what's it? Bruce Dern. Bruce um, Dern is the is the general, the colonel. Yes. Yes. I always used to get because when I first watched it as a kid, I was sure it was Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Because of his wacky hair and stuff, I was yeah, getting, I was getting the Bruce doctor, in, but it, but it wasn't. Um, no, that was a mistake I made. But his, his um, like not just paranoia, but like. Like 
because he was the military guy, military guy wasn't he? Where yeah. everything was like, we've got to do this, we've got to tap the phone lines and take yeah. the... Because it was all him and... Like, what's he called? It was the guy's called... I think the film was called Rick, but it was... Um, His best friend. Yeah. Um, Rick... McDuncan, I was telling you, was called, but uh, the actor, I can't remember his name in the film, but um, he's the one that, like, Art. Art, that was the one, Art. But he kind of, like, pushed the, the yeah. like, say, the, the, the project, and everyone kind of, like, got on board, and everyone, he must have been, like, the town uh, arsehole or the town uh, wacko that kind of come out with these conspiracy theories. He probably would have yeah. done good last week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, and it's just, it's interesting to see Tom Hanks, how he is not on board at the start and he kind of gets twisted into it and the paranoia goes through and yeah. then turning to, we've got to get these guys and then turning back saying, we've fucked up, we've massively done something wrong here. And then to, to be to be nearly assassinated in the ambulance by the doctor. It's such yeah. a twist though, isn't it? Like you're mm. like, at the end when he's in the ambulance, you think, oh, okay all is good all is okay like it's all good and then all of a sudden the, the doctor just appears from nowhere and you're like shit he was right the whole time it's <laughs> and it, and the bones in the back of the car as well yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally for me it's right up there for one of the best 80s horror comedies with the lost boys mm-hmm. oh definitely it's yep. so well acted it's really well scripted it's really well shot mm-hmm. you can see how tense tom hanks is when he's trying to relax Yes. Like that scene where he's just lying on a sun lounger outside and just starts screaming at them. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, I love this man. Well, there's two there's two scenes that made us really uncomfortable in that film. The first one when the guy when they're in the house and the oh. guy comes out in sardines. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's like eating and you can hear the bones crunch and everything. Oh. It's it's like oh. and also it actually terrified us a bit when the garage when you start making all the noises yeah. and stuff and Tom Hanks is like sitting at the end of the driveway where he's like dressing gown and you're like what's going on thinking there's going to be a monster there but um, that like see, that actually generally scared us when I first watched it as a kid yeah it is I, I yeah. didn't watch it as a child oh, I, <laughs> I watched it as an adult not long ago <laughs> yeah, but I was torn between the Tom Hanks films because I like, see, I love this, but I know we've talked about it before. And the other one I was going to talk about was the the Money Pit, but oh, the Money like, Pit say, I, good. I love this more than the Money Pit, hands yeah. down. Never seen it. Mm. I'm a big Tom Hanks fan, so uh, I'm I'm glad someone's put that one in there. I would <laughs> love for us to do at some point a, a top five Tom Hanks thing. Well, not just top five Tom Hanks, just to talk about top, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Be, it'd probably be easier. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, right. I'd, I'd be right. more than happy to sit and do a Tom Hanks podcast. Is, yeah, that is. Such I know Donna. I know Donna will be all over that as well. Bless her. <laughs> we, um, yeah, it's it's especially like when I've watched his I've watched his career in reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've like I've what like Philadelphia is one of my favorite films. Like, so I, good. Oh God, I have never felt so emotional over a movie than I did. And I know exactly the point. I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. I know exactly when it's going to happen. And it's not. It, it's right at the end of the movie when the song starts playing at his his um, wake. Mm-hmm. And that just breaks us. Um, so yeah, I've kind of watched his his career in reverse. So seeing this side of Tom Hanks mm-hmm. is so different to the Tom Hanks that I've used to seeing, and it was just so much fun. Um, I love his friend art. Like it just, I love how he just pushes and pushes. Yeah. Like, 
you could just like leave him alone when he's, he needs to relax he's on vacation and you've got him like constantly pushing him and when they're screaming Walter at each other <laughs> over a phone <laughs> like you can tell they're good friends yeah because yeah. Because he really puts up with a lot of his shit. <laughs> like you can tell this is not the first time it's happened either. <laughs> like, this has happened before to them. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I just love the whole part where they're like throwing the bone over the fence with a dog and he picks up yeah. guns. That's that's a human femur. <laughs> Walter! It <laughs> <laughs> was very... It was a- yeah, that scene was very Evil Dead though, with like the camera angles and stuff, because they were like looking at it, screaming, and then it was like kind of yeah. going back and forward. But no, like, like you had a good, it, you, you had a good point before when you said it. This, this, and Lost Boys, but I think this was more tongue in cheek than Lost Boys, yeah. especially yeah. Uh, the dream sequence as well, where Todd telling about the the man, the ice cream man up the street that was killed all the family and stuff, and he's and he's dressed up and Carrie Fisher's like saying it's going to be okay everything's going to be okay but uh yeah absolutely brilliant it's so good it's uh the dream sequence for me is right up there with the one from american uh american werewolf right yes oh. yeah such a good dream sequence and the burbs are like i'm, I'm really glad you mentioned this film <laughs> it's <laughs> such... the film i want to go back to over the next week or so yes, I've, I've got yeah. to now i've got to it's such a good film it's... like it is really it's criminally underrated Again, this is another time when it's like, I'm going to educate you in movies. <laughs> um, and The Burbs was one of them because I'd never seen it. And I was like, every any like horror list that you listen to, or they always mention The Burbs. And I'm like, but it's a comedy. Like, you can't have horror comedy. But you oh, can't have so horror many. comedy. <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> Nightmare on Street 6 being the prime example. It's Nightmare absolutely... on Street. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, number six is just absolutely abysmal. Yeah. It's terrible, but it's so funny. It's, it's got Rosanne Barr in it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's at that point you can tell Robert Englund just went, I'm scared. I've had enough. <laughs> I'm <scared>. <laughs> <laughs> I need some money. Let's just have a laugh. No, yeah. like, not horror comedy, but like Tom Hanks in a horror comedy. Like, yeah. that's like mm. unheard of. And it was honestly everything I dreamed of and more. I loved every second of it. It's mm. so good. I am so spoiled for choice because I know when I leave here, like, I'm, I'm going to want to watch something. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I don't know which one to watch now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Like, see, that's that's the thing. I can always come back and listen to. It, but this, there's, there's a such a rich variety. Like, see, so you can go from like the comp- a completely ridiculous from the Naked Gun to the, like, say the, the slash comedy horror to absolutely like yeah. like the brilliance of like say Summer Rental and, and stuff like that and Beetlejuice yeah. just being a, a Stone Gold classic. Um, oh, totally and there's films I can't even talk about because I've used them like The Goonies, Back to the Future and shit like that. That's just up there at higher levels of film but, yeah. uh, that you people don't think. But to be fair, yeah. Back to the Future can hit every single topic that you can think of. Comedy, yeah. sci-fi, romance. Oh, he tries to bang his mum for God's sake, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> She tries to bang him. Yes, no, yeah. sorry. Other way around. Um, I know what you're. Sick. I know what you're watching at this uh, over the weekend. You're going to watch the Burbs, and you're going to get Charlotte to watch it because she's just made an announcement. She's never seen it. <laughs> there you go. So you're watching the Burbs this weekend. You're going to give Charlotte. Um, I don't want to say education because she's probably seen more movies than I have. <laughs> she, she's she's pretty spot on with the films. Like she's uh, she's right up to scratch with them. She she introduces me to stuff. Unlike me. <laughs> okay. so, my plans now. <laughs> so back to Kev for Kev's fourth pick. 
my fourth pick is going to be one that not a lot of people actually enjoy, but I absolutely loved it as a kid. See, for me, this list was all about nostalgia. It wasn't mm-hmm. one I like now. Um, yeah. It was mm-hmm. as a kid. And I'm going to go Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. <laughs> You've not went for the the, the like the crass one. You went for the normally the kiddie-friendly one, that one. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it was everything you wanted a stupid cop movie to be. There was a great white shark in it that got a magnum yeah. pointed on its face. David Graff, bless his soul, is an absolute legend. He was a beautiful, beautiful gentleman. He was brilliant. I mm. loved him. Didn't that one have a Baldwin in as well, Omar? Uh, no, it wasn't one of the Baldwins. Um, it he was. Like- he did look like one. He was uh, Nick, um, the right. Commandant Lassard's nephew. Right, yeah, because that was the first one without uh, Gutenberg, wasn't it, Omar? I think he was still in it. Um, I think that was the last one he'd done. Right. Um, But, yeah, for me, that one was, it was the quintessential. No, he wasn't it, because they'd done the big plane thing at the end, didn't they, and the Mm speedboats. Yeah. Um, Like the, not the speedboats, the jet skis and the um, airboats. But, yeah, for me, that was, uh, it was the quintessential one. The airport scene with Commandant Lassard and the golf balls everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it took it back to slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. And just Proctor and Lassard, uh, Proctor and uh, Harris, you know, it was mm-hmm. just, you had some fantastic scenes in it. No, that's thing. Uh, <clears throat> I can say I've got fond memories of uh, the Place Academy movies. It, they went from almost kind of like Porky-style humour yeah. to, as I said, then almost like Naked Gun when it got yeah. to, like I said, the later ones. Um, it got seven films out of the police academies off. Like seven films. Seven. Mm-hmm. seven of them, and the last one had Ron Perlman as a Russian gangster. Have yeah, you seen mission, one? It was Mission to Moscow, it was called. It was what, Mission to Moscow, yes. But this one didn't come to the pictures, or I think it went straight to DVD or straight it to VHS. Was straight to VHS and rental. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't do very well. Uh, it's it's one of my favourites simply because it was the first one I actually watched. Uh, yeah. And again, uh, God bless his soul, I watched it with my granda. Um, everyone was out. So I was visiting from Germany um, mm. and he was pottering around in the garden and I kept bugging him and bugging him and bugging him because I couldn't work the telly remote. I was only a kid. <laughs> um, so he came in, put a film on, and uh, the second he heard the music for Police Academy start, start up, he kind of went into the kitchen, and I'll still remember it to this day. I heard the back door close and thought, oh, get in, he's left us in charge of the telly, so I turned the volume <laughs> up a little bit, and I heard, uh, not too loud, I heard the hits of a can when he cracked one open, and he came, <laughs> sat down, right, there's some biscuits, shut up, watch this, it's an education. <laughs> and me and him so just much. sat and pissed ourselves laughing. Yeah, like, that man was the grumpiest man I've ever met in my life. Like people think I'm grumpy, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not grumpy compared to him. But he was a <laughs> he was a grumpy old hard man. Him, mm-hmm. but to see him proper belly laughing at a film like that, yeah, it it stuck with me. And no. for that it's reason, like it's got to go on. It. It's it great story. Brilliant. Great story. I, I, say, I, I, I think I mentioned at the start, like. Police Academy was originally going to be on one of my top five, like the first one, because as I said, I've got fond memories of watching it. Um, and the series is great, but watching it not too long ago um, made us think there's certain elements that do, as I said, makes me very uncomfortable now. Yeah. Um, um, but Especially with hooks. Mm, and like say any like to the jokes, but certain characters in there do get 
brilliant like time to shine like some jonesy is absolutely up there cinema legend uh high tower is oh, absolutely Smith, bless his soul mm, as one of the nicest guys like as you said steve gutenberg uh in it is just being steve gutenberg to be honest but like say the first one had kim control in mm-hmm. um as well as because she i think she was like say the 80s film she was in porkies and yeah. big trouble in little china as well but uh, as i said that one kind of stands out as well for me mission to miami just because it was on itv during the day like yeah. most times when you watch the police academy film it was on late at night um you couldn't really watch it like with your parents because, as I said, it had that type of uh, porky's feel. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I can't beat that story you've just told, no. though, Kev, because that was absolutely heartwarming. Like, you, you're yeah. right. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't try to beat people, it's just I'm a winner. <laughs> I think you're one with that story. I'm like, I'm this close. <laughs> if it's any consolation, Sammy, at that point, the dog died. <laughs> Come on, push, push, push her over, push her over. (laughs) Because you're saying that, you're just making us laugh now. (laughs) Oh, what a good choice, even though I've never seen it. (laughs) It it doesn't hold up well, I'll be honest with you, they don't. They they really don't hold up well. Um, Like, I bought them all on DVD a while ago, um, and I've watched them, and I do enjoy them, but uh, there's a lot of jokes in there that don't hold up well. Mm-hmm. Um, it is essentially like the first couple of films are just blokes trying to get their end away. Yeah, uh, racism, which was just it was it was handled. It was, it was blatant. blatant, but it it was handled quite well mm-hmm. because you saw the anger of other people. It wasn't just Hightower that got angry. It was like Steve Gutenberg's character, mm-hmm. like Mahoney and Tackleberry and them. They got angry at it as well. Yeah, and um, so that part was handled quite well. And um, it wasn't just like the black actors that got angry about it. It was like mm-hmm. the white characters as well. Um, because these people you, you were meant to hate, like you were meant to hate Harris, you were meant to hate Proctor yeah. and the two lackeys at the heart. And that, that's what I meant before when I says like they could do things that now you couldn't get away with to make you hate them more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just, it, it doesn't sit well with me. I think anyone that knows me knows racism yeah. does not sit well with me. Like I'll, yeah. I'll go nuts over it. Um, but I think, Simon Miami Beach is probably the one that holds up one of the best. It's one of the slapstick ones, but it's yeah, it doesn't take itself so seriously. And it's just it like I said, it, it's just a crime caper gone wrong and, and yeah, stuff. It's, but... it's a slapstick heist film. It reminded me a lot of the Naked Gun. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you there. That's when, like I said, uh, the, the Commandant in the early films, he's 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 he's, he's an idiot, but not stupid yeah where later on he becomes like a leslie nielsen type character yeah he always reminds me of um the president from hot shots <gasps> yes yeah that's who yes. he remi- that's who he reminds me i of. actually know who you're talking about because of that reference oh there we go then <laughs> <laughs> he's just your stereotypical dumb old man that yeah. loves his goldfish yes mm-hmm. hot shots such and a good I, film i think so. that was a. Uh, was that not the second one worth that introduced Zed, Bobcat Goldthwait? I don't know if it was that one. There was one before, I think, because it wasn't it, the Miami one. It was one where it was the city under siege, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, I think you might be right on that one, yeah. Because it's one where he plays a gang leader at first and he joins the police force afterwards. Yeah, I think he was in City Under Siege and then he became a main character in Citizens on Patrol when he joined up. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, that sounds about right, actually. But yeah, I think he was. But, in the might, but I might be slightly wrong there because, like, in my memory for that isn't thing. But I remember um, being in, like, as a gang leader to start with when, like, yeah. the, the LA was on, was all under siege, and then after that, he was in the police force, and like you say, he was with, he hung about with the guy that had the glasses, like the Chuck. Like, Woodchuck. Chuck, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right. He, he was. He was a gang leader in uh, City Under Siege and then Citizens on Patrols when he uh, when he signed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. But uh, I love that man, Bobcat Goldfish. <laughs> do no wrong. He's no, his just voice hilarious. is fantastic. Yeah. He'd done, one, um, he'd done a TV show that used to be on ABC years ago and he played the voice of a puppet cat. <laughs> and I can't remember what it was called, but it was cheesy as hell and it's one of those... I'm drunk, I've got a pizza, I'm going to watch this and enjoy it kind of things. But it was on like Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Bless you. Hello, uh, So we're back with Sammy now. No. All right. Was, was that Kev's, what was that? that? Number four. I, fourth. Fourth. I missed a turn because you picked the burbs. All right, get in. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can go first next week, I promise. Okay. <laughs> What okay. is next week again? I've forgotten. Retro gaming. Oh, okay. oh I'm not going after. first on that one. <laughs> we're not doing top fives next week. I think we're just doing... Uh, let Jim, let Jake um, wax we'll let lyrical about, one, yeah. uh, about Mario. But yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my next pick is another John Candy film. Um, 1985. Oh, I don't know where this is going. Uh, I absolutely... I, w- I remember watching this uh, and just find every single element hilarious in it is like, one of the picks you picked the other week um like i think was trading places sam it's as close to tra- trading places as you can get picked it the other week not the other week but like when we've done the comedy films oh god damn it um but this have you picked trading places again have you <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. We'll talk again. Uh, I haven't picked Twin Places, but it's Brewster's Millions. Love it. Mm. Absolutely love it. The whole premise and idea of this film it's is just so absolutely hilarious. Like having to spend thirty million pound uh, within a certain time scale, but not being able to keep anything that you buy. Yes. Yeah. And then, like, say, absolutely mirroring what happened in the in in the future. By buying the election, <laughs> they probably give Trump the idea of how to do it. So he probably watched his millions and went, "This is how how this works. I'm going to win this way." Yeah. Richard Pryor, yep. Yeah. It, it is Richard Pryor, isn't yep. it? It is yep. Richard Pryor. I but, it was. Uh, but John Candy plays his best mate. Yeah. Um, like I say, and how he just goes about like the little things and how the people. What reminds us of trading places is the two older. Lawyers that's trying to screw them out the money. It's the same lawyers, isn't it? I think so, but I don't know if it's the same like company because I know when they did uh, coming to America too, it was the same lawyers. Not yeah. coming to America, sorry, there was the same lawyers that um were in the car park, like who lost all the money to like in the film and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know if they were the same actual people, but um how they corrupted like that the secretary's uh, fella to try and steal steal money away. But the whole idea of spending the money and how he didn't like buying the perfect room, but not keeping everything. It was like all rented. Um, he could only pay, uh, give a certain amount away to, to charity. He could only pay certain amounts uh, for people to do st- services for him and stuff. It was it was quite clever for its time. I love the bit where he bought uh, what the world's most expensive stamp, and they'll get high. He's bought uh, something that's going to make him money later on, and he posts it. 
he actually yeah. stamps it so it's worthless now and it, <laughs> it was so well done i was absolutely like as i said as the time and one of my good, uh, good friends back in the day was called brewster so um we always just take oh the piss and joke because of it i forgot but, about him but yeah, like how he's uh, brought like the sports aspect into it as well, because he like played minor league baseball. Yep. So he, he paid for the New York Yankees to play his minor league baseball team. And that was his retirement game when he realized he was never going to be good enough, uh, which again resonates because I played football at a high level. But I realized I was never going to be good enough. <laughs> so uh, I kind of related that way. But like, as you said, it's an 80s film done in a way which is just absolutely like the beats and the tone and um, even like a, a lot of people when they say like 80s comedy, like say especially black comedy, they always go for Eddie Murphy. I, I disagree. I say Richard Pryor's was was better, was funnier. And more... he used the one that gave Eddie Murphy half his jokes. Yeah. Certainly. <laughs> I, you, I agree don't have, you don't have Eddie Murphy without Richard Pryor. Yeah. Definitely. But it was sad what happened to uh, like say Richard Pryor when he, like in later in life, but um, yeah, like when he was on form, like say he was Stand in one of probably the worst real. Superman films ever made, but I absolutely <laughs> loved him in it. <laughs> he was the best thing about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Brewster's Millions is absolutely fantastic. It's not my favourite prior performance. No, it's mm-hmm. not mine That's either. always going to be seen a weevil here and a weevil. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But my dad's a huge fan of um, this genre of comedy. and It's, it's so much fun, but Brewster's Millions, yeah, it's mm-hmm. oh, for John Candy, it's perfect. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what, what made it because Richard Pryor and John Candy, to me, I know everyone says Say No Evil and Hey No Evil is a better film, but I like Gene Wilder. I love John Candy. Yeah. That's yeah. always going to be the difference for me. And I, I, I could watch, like, say, it, it wasn't like the tone wasn't too adult and stuff. So I could watch it as a kid and I'd say, watch it with my dad and have them type of memories of watching it. Yeah. Um, that's why, again, it's it's always like a special film. Like, as, as, we've, as we've talked about a lot of these films, it's, it's like Sunday morning bank holiday watching bank yeah. holiday Monday chilling these films used to be on all the time like when BBC used to crown cr- out all the films it's mm-hmm. such a good film like it really is it's um it's one of my go-tos along with Stir Crazy mm-hmm. yeah I like um, Stir Crazy it used to be me hungover film like where I'd <laughs> sit and feel sorry for myself I'd just I'd put Brewster's Millions on John Candy he doesn't have to say anything like I could look at a picture of John Candy and I'd smile Yes, yeah. <laughs> just that kind of hero to me. Like I'd look at a picture of him and I'd smile, but Richard Pryor, the second that man opens his mouth, you know it's going to be gold. It's either <laughs> going to be comedy gold, or he's going to offend everybody in the room and probably be the most hated man on the planet. Yeah, no, yeah. No and either way, I'm going to laugh. Yeah. So he had, yeah, he had, he had a kind of like a way. nervous energy during this film as well. Yeah. And like say that I don't. It, it's it's quite a hard performance to do, like having someone being so manic to get rid of so much money, but doing it in a way where you could relate and you could kind of see why he was doing it as well. I like um, the fact like, that he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he wasn't just doing it. Like, like that guy at the, at the beginning, who was like a paparazzi, went, I'm going to pay you to be my personal photographer. And John yeah. Candy's trying to stop him from spending his money as well. Yeah. That's, that, that's the foil that I love. John Candy's like, no, you, you're wasting your money. And he's getting stop it. You're my best friend. Let me spend me money. <laughs> you can't tell anyone. And how it's, frustrating that must have it's been. It's good. Like, I mean, the nervous energy, I didn't know if it was him acting or if it was cocaine. But <laughs> Possibly. It, it yeah. kind Could of went hand in hand. hand. It probably <laughs> was. But he, he played it fantastic. I mean, he played it. Like a lot of that role did go over to see no evil, hear no evil. Mm-hmm. Like 
he's blind and he still had a lot of that nervous energy, but at the same time, he was hard as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just love Richard Pryor. I think the man's absolutely hilarious. I think you're right, Paul. Um, again, uh, it's Eddie Murphy's fantastic. I love Eddie Murphy. But if you're talking about comedy, Richard Pryor's better. Yeah. For action comedy, like Beverly Hills Cop, I love Eddie Murphy. I think yeah. it's fantastic oh, for that. Nothing better, like Golden uh, Child. Like, say, yeah. something as ridiculous as that. Yeah. It works because of Eddie Murphy's stand up comedy. Yeah. Stand up comedy prior beats them all. Prior hands down. beats them all. Mm-hmm. All if, his stand up comedy is absolutely like peeing in your sides, laughing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you had Richard Pryor, you had Eddie Murphy, you had Chris Tucker, you had Chris Rock. But they all evolved from each other. Yeah. yeah. And they're all, in my in my eyes, they're absolutely hilarious. I love them all. Mm-hmm. But it all started with Pryor. Mm-hmm. He was the original, and he is fantastic. Cool. But that's why I said, like, when I've done my picks, I've tried to think of actors um, or people that I've, can, like, I loved in comedy films. Like I say, I've went for Tom Hanks, uh, yeah. John Candy, Richard Pryor, um, just because I, I, I can relate to them and, and yeah. that, that like I say, it resonates the film. So I, I, I'm thinking about the films as well, but like, the actors involved, and I couldn't not mention like an 80s comedy without having, like, say, Richard Pryor in there. Yeah. Can I um can I just say how happy I am that we've had loads of John Candy films? Yeah. I think I said to someone in the in the post, if if you love 80s films, you'll love John Candy. Yeah. yeah. How could you not? Like, how could you I don't think anyone could sit there and say, mm, don't <laughs> like him. Like, what's not like? Yeah. If John Candy got reincarnated, he'd be a Labrador. <laughs> yeah. He'd be a Labrador. He'd, be, he'd be the dog from up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he'd be Doug. He would. Yeah, oh scroll. Yeah, scroll. <laughs> um, I've changed my pick. Cool. That that's fine. I've changed it. I didn't really. And 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 even said, "Are you sure you've not picked that before?" Mm-hmm. And it's yes, of course I would have. So yes, I've changed it. I've changed it. Good job I got there before you. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. I'm glad you said something because I'd be. Now that you've said it, I'm like, yeah, I have picked that one. I do remember that. That's so, why I, I did because I because we talked about it quite in depth as well. So I didn't want to pick because I, I trade places is one of them up there because I love Dan Aykroyd in that movie as well. Honestly, as a kid, that and Ghostbusters between the two of them because mm-hmm. anything Dan Aykroyd and and I just went between the two of them too, and that was it. Hence the reason why I've never watched any good films. <laughs> 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 we'll educate you, don't worry. But uh, so yeah, Kev, one of your last pick, make it a good one. My last pick, because uh, I've got a couple of honourable mentions there that I was kind of, uh, do I do or not? <laughs> but my last pick is, um, it's again an absolute classic that uh, for the first time I watched with my nana and granda, um, New mm. Year's Eve, the rest of the family all went out. Um, it was a big family. It was all under one roof. So it was kind of like the Brady Bunch in a three-bedroom house. It wasn't ideal on holidays. <laughs> um, but everyone went out. We sat there. We ordered a pizza. Um, and we sat and had some sweets and pop and stuff like that. And we watched Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's, That's not a knife. Some of the jokes, again, that haven't aged very well, like the 
that fella's a Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't age very well, but again, it's no. okay. To be fair, though, you, if you, I bet if you go to Australia, you'd, you'd get someone that's sort like that if you go to the Outback. You, so. you probably would. I mean, let, well, let's face it, Australia is a country that's founded on crime and like racism. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to get it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that film for me was... It was unreal. Like, I always wanted to see more crocodiles in it because that's yeah. what it was called. But, um, yeah, th- those films were absolutely unreal. I just, I think I loved everything about them. Um, mm-hmm. Paul Hogan I, thought he was going to be bigger than he was after that. For I, I, I loved Paul Hogan. I thought he was brilliant. I didn't agree with his tax evasion in Australia and screwing them up <laughs> millions of dollars and the yeah. fact that he's now not allowed back in the country. Um, Is he not? No, he's not allowed back in Australia because he screwed them out in millions. Um, but no, um, that that was one of my favourite films growing up. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. That one and the sequel. Uh, I, yeah, I genuinely it. loved Mick Dundee as a character. Yeah, the sequel lives up. And like I say, it's one of them ones that works back to back as well. So you can yeah. watch them without, um, like I say, even, as like I say, one, one straight through and it works. Um I love, like I say, I didn't really realise it, but when you watch it now as an adult, the, the last who plays, I can't remember her name. Linda Kowalski. But her arse is amazing. She gets it out quite a bit in that film as well. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of my childhood crushes as well. And uh, I think that will probably be the only time I've been attracted to a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Uh, I, for me, it was her eyes. I thought she had gorgeous eyes. Hmm. Um, this one but, had everything though the, the, the crocodile done it was like um action adventure it was yeah. it was almost like a little bit like indiana jones rolled in with like a mob film rolled yeah. into the most ridiculous comedy you've ever seen as well yes, <laughs> it was just it was the ultimate fish out of water story mm-hmm. it's um, been such a long time since i've seen it the, the music's beautiful as well like the music can set goosebumps off on us mm-hmm. like just the score like will set goosebumps and i love the fact that I've got a lot of mates over in Australia. The fact that they bought in an Aborigine and they didn't make fun of him. Mm-hmm. They weren't racist towards him. Mm-hmm. They actually had like an Aboriginal character there mm-hmm. and they weren't giving him grief. Um, like mm-hmm. he was absolutely class. No, no, I, I, I've got family in Australia. Well, Nick's got family in Australia. And I, I think to say the way they treat the Aborigines over there, like even. With the way they they told them not not something that I agree with, but horrendously get tried horrendously yeah. to this day. It's I'm very uh, naive. I don't yeah, know it's anything. quite bad. Um, but the fact that they had him in there, uh, and Wally, I think everyone loved Wally. Mm-hmm. Like the old Bush Tucker guy, I thought he was class. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Let's face it, Crocodile Dundee. I, I know it's the second one, but it gave you the famous line of, I don't need a gun, I've got a dunk. <laughs> it was just a massive bloke. What's a dunk? dunk. <laughs> Whack. You, you don't have one of the best Simpson references if you don't have Crocodile Dundee. Ah, oh, so you played Knifey Spoonie before then. <laughs> it's one of my favourites. It knife. is a good one. I, I, really, if, uh, I don't know if it was, it wasn't last year, it was a few years ago, they said they were going to do a sequel with... Um, but it was like a Super Bowl ad where it was just a piss take. And yeah. they had the guy who, um, what's he, oh, what was he called? Um, he, he, he produced Halloween. Um, oh, um, oh. And, he's, and he was in This Is this is the End. He's like, um, and like 
is one of the Seth Rogen's mates, but Danny McBride. Yeah. They had Danny McBride in McBride. the Nick Dundee role, but they had Chris Hemsworth as as another character that they were going to said they were carrying. And I was all for it. I was like, this sounds like it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, and to the point where I, I was quite looking forward, and it turned out it was just a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Yeah. The Super Bowl ad lineup for this year. You've got, you've got that Arnie Zeus. one, uh, mm-hmm. but you've also got Jim Carrey returning as the cable guy. Yeah. I am in. That film is brilliant. I just want to see the halftime show. It's Dre. I'm happy. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yep. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Snoop. Yeah, I heard Eminem was oh, doing it. Oh, yeah. I'll have to tell Anne. I'll um, be looking forward to that one. Oh, exciting, Mary J. Blige, what a legend she is. Who cares about football? Let's just watch the <coughs> halftime show. <laughs> and the adverts. Don't I watch the <laughs> But yeah, um, no, that one I wasn't expecting, so great pick there. That, like I say, that's probably out of left field. Um, Your picks have been brilliant, mind, and all the stories that have come with it have been absolutely, like, heart-wrenching. When you, if you watch this back, you will just see breaks in my face <laughs> when you're, like, talking <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a story that will get you crying, but <laughs> mention, mention an animal dying, that'll break. I, I don't, I, I, apart from the hamster, I've never like apart from a hamster when I was a kid, I've never witnessed an animal dying. Um, I was going to so, say, yes. is that, are we going to talk like a Richard Gere story here or something? Like that, no, 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 that was the raccoon. Oh. <laughs> hamster was just amateur level. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Don't do things so... by halves. So moving on to Sam's last pick now, she's changed it. I've changed it. I've changed mm-hmm. it. I've got an I did have, this was on my radar earlier. Um mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you would like to say it's like belly laugh funny, but I do laugh at it because the two main characters are absolutely hilarious in it. It came out the year my sister was born, 1989, and it's Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. The better like, one. Yeah, I, I, I love... Oh, X-Men no, Adventure. I actually really like Bogus Journey um, for different reasons. I love death in... William Atherton. Yeah, <laughs> love it. But yes, I absolutely adore this film so much. I just love Alex... I love Alex Winter so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Keanu is like Keanu. Like, you can't, you can't not love him. But Alex mm. Winter is just such the better actor in it. <laughs> Alex Winter is the bigger talent. He, yes. is. he was great as Marco in The Lost Boys as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. That man needed a bigger career. He deserved a bigger career. He really did. And he really, like, he, he outshines Keanu Reeves so much. Even in the new one. Like, I, to, I'll be honest with you, I got about 20 minutes into the new one thought this is shit. In terms no, of I didn't like the new it. one, no. I, I absolutely loved it. You knew what you were getting with it. It wasn't going to be serious. And mm-hmm. it was, I really enjoyed it. I took it for what it was. And I, I actually really enjoyed it. But again, Alex Winter was just a standout. He yeah. always is. And again, Ted, uh, Bill's mom. Oh, my God, Bill's mom. Missy. Was it Missy? <laughs> Missy. Missy, yeah. Yeah, she's in the new one as well. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure like, she's she's with another family member. But it was, yeah, I really, I loved it. I love the fact that they go through history um because i'm a proper history nerd well i was when i was a kid soundtracks yeah. unreal like um, I... teachers teacher taught us to swear in french murder 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 yes it did <laughs> um, I, I have a fond story of this one sammy that uh it's not going to make you cry oh good the first time i heard bill and ted after learning to play the guitar um this like i bought, I bought the soundtrack i thought this is brilliant and then uh Extreme play with me was on it. Mm. Uh, and it's the soundtrack where it's the song where Joan of Arc is uh, doing all the 
bouncing on the trampoline and yeah. the aerobics and Mozart on the oh. Beethoven. Yeah, it's and my fingers bled within seconds of trying to play it. I was crying with cramps Ooh. within twenty seconds. So yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like really fast, isn't unbelievable. it? Unbelievable. I am over this. the moon. You've picked this as well, though. Yeah. Um, just simply because. It's basically the theme of the Nerdy Up North group. Be excellent to each other. It's our yeah. motto. <laughs> also, we've got a mint cartoon out of it. Yeah. Oh, the cartoon was better than the film, I thought. <laughs> yep. Get out. I lived for that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, uh, it was on my radar earlier. I knew I picked trading places. Like, I knew I, there's got to be a point where I'd either done it in, at mm. some point. Um, so this was on my radar when I was thinking earlier on. Because I really, it just has everything for us. Like it has mm. that, you know. I've always talked about that Americana life that I always wanted. Like I always yeah. wanted to have like the the teenage like hangout spot and shit like that. And then there were this the decent music and um I just I love and history. Like I loved mm. it. Um, the funniest bit is when they go at the mall and you see yeah. all the, the characters like Genghis Khan getting a baseball bat and yeah. Joan of Arc doing a, a, a fitness video. The, uh. the funniest <laughs> bit for me is. Um, is in the Piggly Wiggly. Piggy Wiggy, Piggy yes. Wiggy. <laughs> Napoleon, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really surprised no one's mentioned the late, great George Carlin then. I was going yeah, in. I was, was leaving, I was leaving to, it. I, I was leaving yeah. it though, yeah. That's, I was leading uh, up to him. Rufus. Rufus. You can't, that man is just, he's mm-hmm. a legend. His stat, again, when you come to stand up, like, he is Unreal. one of the best. Um, and the fact that Kevin Smith got to work with him as well, yes. that was mm-hmm. really special, especially when he's the roadside hobo who gives blowjobs <laughs> for a lift. Like, just, we've all been pretty... there. We've all needed to get, get, there, get somewhere. So. You can speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, I, was, uh, I, I was doing the driving, so yeah, I was all right. <laughs> um, the best he just... ever had, he said. <laughs> It's just it's just such a fun, fun film. Like it's not like belly laugh, like ha hilarious, but it's just fun. It's yeah. feel good as well. Like yeah, I, I, you get I dare anyone not to get like goosebumps when um when Abraham Lincoln's giving up giving <gasps> the speech in the hall. Oh yes, that presentation and, uh... at the end. The whole presentation is just fantastic. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. I think they missed a trick with the end of that one again. I think. Um... It, it, it wasn't a big one either it's it, the film is literally it's one of my favorite films it's pretty much perfect as it is the only literally the only thing i would have changed on it is the casting of billy the kid um, after you watching young guns no after yeah. after young guns it's got to be emilio Westerfez. he is the only <laughs> billy the kid that i can see yeah but i don't think it, I, I don't think they had the budget no, they probably didn't but it's it, Oh, it was just, it was a great film. I loved it. It's like, oh, you, you've made me day with that one, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like I say, it was on my radar earlier. And when I was just, I was thinking that I need, I need to do a new one. And I was like, yes, I'm going to go with Bill and Ted. Because it is just, it's just quintessential, like, who I wanted to be as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such a good film. It's so feel good. The soundtrack, again, I, I, I cannot stop praising that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favourite of all time. Like there is some obscure bands on there. There's some beautiful music on there. Um, but the whole history thing as well, like the mall scene was fantastic. Yeah. Getting the princesses, amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was just brilliant. I, I mean, I the special effects the aren't even dated. 
Yeah, I love it at the end when they're all in the garage and how shit they are. Yeah. yeah. And, and Rufus turned around to get better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, do you know what? The princess scene, really, that's about the time when I would go and get a drink. It just, yeah. it, for some reason, it just bores us a little bit. It's not exciting. Like, the rest of the movie and the rest of the people that they get as well. Like, mm-hmm. so it kind of, like, I'll go to the toilet, I'll go and get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really do like the second one. I'm sorry, I do. I think it's oh, great. No, it's not a bad film, it's just not on par with Excellent Adventure because Excellent Adventure was a surprise. It came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You didn't expect like that phone box as a time machine. I didn't yeah. think you would actually beat the DeLorean for a time machine, but something as simple as, as a phone oh, box what? and how the... They're stuck in the middle of nowhere and they're trying to fix it with bubble gum and and, 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 and all that bullshit. But these are the most idiot people that you've ever thought about and they're fixing a time machine with chewing gum. And you see, and do you know what? You still caught it today because if someone yeah. goes, no way, way. Hey. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I don't know, went all Wayne's well there, sorry. You've still got to do the air guitar every time someone says anything. <laughs> yes. Great, great shout. So, uh, good one to leave till last there, Sam. Yes, because it was an afterthought. <laughs> sometimes it works, but like, yeah, I think that would have worked better than Trading Places. Oh, definitely. Now, like I've said it out loud, because mm-hmm. Trading Places is just, again, it's it, it's just my love. Like, yeah. Not Trading Places is up there with top, one of the top, top uh-huh. films it's made, but I think... But I can't keep picking it though, Paul. It's like <laughs> so... Ghostbusters. I can't keep picking it. <laughs> I've got to change. Sure, I've got to revolve. I'm, I'm sure Martin would disagree if he said he'd, he'd find a ways to pick Ghostbusters in any t- topic that he, that we would have. Yeah. <laughs> Talk but about Russian to... horror. The, the Ghostbusters and this reference about ego. That... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry. Your last so, pick. Yes. Yeah, so I really wanted to talk about this actress because um, I think with the 80s comedies, it's very male centric. It's very. Oh, it's very dominated by males, yeah. And I love her. I've loved everything that she's been in. Um, like I say, we don't get to see her as much, and she is part of one of the most perfect couples you'll ever meet in Hollywood as well. Oh, she um, is. And there was so ma- and there were so many films I could have chosen. <laughs> but I went with this one just because I love it. It's just as you said, it's fun. It's the perfect bang holiday movie. Um, I could have went. Private Benjamin, I could have went Wildcats, but no, uh, Overboard, Goldie Brilliant. Horn, Kurt Russell. It was nearly hit me list. <laughs> nearly. And I think it would have been a disservice if we talked about 80s comedies and not mentioned how good Goldie Horn is or uh, and a comedy, because she played every character differently. Like she went from the ditzy blonde in uh, Private Benjamin. Uh, she was the tough um, teacher in Wildcats, uh, teaching uh, the male yeah. uh, like a bad school because no one took her serious. Uh, again, she resorted reso- to type a little bit uh, for Overboard, but her character goes from being this snooty, uh, up her own ass bitch, and Kurt Russell being this, <laughs> like, say, kind of kidnaps her in a way. He does. <laughs> he essentially in, in, does. In any other walk of life, this would be... Terrible. Wrong. <laughs> you would, there should be jail sentences, but it works as a romantic comedy. And like, I love it how the kids take to her as well and, and how she loves the kids and yeah. embraces them. And you do get a little bit sad when she gets a memory back as well from falling overboard. But she She's, is... She like, is... Say, a- the, the 80s. She is a 
she is a woman who is not scared to age. If you watch First Wives Club, mm -hmm. that woman is not scared, especially for like a, an industry that she's in where she's not meant to. In yeah. order to get roles, she's meant to stay the way that she has been, you know, for years. And in in First Wives Club, mm -hmm. she bears it all. Like you, she is. She essentially her character does want to look young because she's trying to gain that youth that she had. And mm -hmm. um, but she finally accepts it. And even like if you follow her Instagram, that woman is absolutely beautiful, mm -hmm. absolutely stunning. I love her so much. I'm so happy you picked this. It's uh, such a good film. It is a great film. It's my second favourite Goldie, uh, Goldie Horn movie. Mm -hmm. So I it's mean, such a good choice. Uh, my favourite one is always going to be Bird on a Wire because I'm a big Mel Gibson mm. fan. Yeah. Um, but Overboard, oh, man, it, it's Goldie and Kurt. You know, they're yeah. just like, the, they're the ultimate Hollywood power couple. They yeah. are gold. They are and unreal. You can see in that film that there's something, the sparks are flying. Yeah, and you, you get taken on that, that journey with that as well. Yeah, Massively. I absolutely love the fact that even back then, you look at them then, you look at them now, the look mm -hmm. is still there. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I was, still okay, what was the latest one that did uh, the, the Santa Claus movie? Yeah. Uh, what a good choice. Yeah, and having them two in, I guess hers, Mrs. Claus, and like I said, it, it, it just works. When she yeah. appears at the end of the first one, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, right, that's it. I'm done. The, the tears have started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you look at photos of them and stuff like that, when they're at like events and stuff like that, you can see those two love each other, man. They're just, just they're made for each other. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And they've never married. No, they How don't crazy is that? And nobody just like it's just and their children as well, like Oliver and uh, Kate. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a dad. And that's yeah. their son was also we hated him last year. We absolutely <laughs> yeah. hated him last year. <laughs> Wyatt. Wyatt, yeah. yes. Wyatt, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sold on him. <laughs> he was he was good in um, Twenty One Jump Street. I didn't mind him in that. <laughs> was he in Twenty One Jump Street? Is it the is it the college one? No. Yes, no, he was, yes, he was. Uh, he was uh, when he was Zook. Yes, that's yeah. it. I don't yeah, know if yeah, that's the second that. one or the first one. Second one. Second one. That's yeah, right. Twenty Two Jump Street. He wasn't bad in that. I love them films. They are hilarious. The China Tatum's dance. Brilliant. <laughs> it's it's when he explains science. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just science, bitches, and there's nothing there. Uh, Anyways, overboard. No, <laughs> yes. but the thing is, though, I, I, I don't think we can talk about, like I say, a Goldie Horn film as well without mentioning Death Becomes Her. Yeah. Um, like say, that, as you said, as a different playing a different role or different person like as you said going from the first wives club or something and like say when you look at, what, at the role she played in uh death becomes her she goes from like meek to absolutely femme fatale and um like her and like I said, i'm just making sure i get the right name this time because i'm sure i called her mel street last time but it was glenn close mm -hmm. wasn't it meryl street meryl street i always get them mixed yep. up sorry meryl street and um, um, both legends it's mine and my sister's like if we have like it's all it's our, it's our everything we can mm. quote this to each other we've even talked about getting matching tattoos as the um the pin mm. you know the 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 pin that they get just something that like that um to put mm. reference to that movie because of how much like we absolutely love it my sister once got as um a key ring of helen and someone mm. it was handmade one and it was just absolutely brilliant and i don't know where it is sorry <laughs> um 
but yeah, uh, Death Becomes Her is like my favourite Goldie Horn film. And then Close Second would be Overboard. Even though I know if Emma is listening, she would be like screaming, Overboard's the best. <laughs> I know she would. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, this, anything that she did when she was in was fantastic. It wasn't like, say, she's just so watchable. And yeah. as you said, and them eyes. As, yeah, someone as beautiful as she is. And like I said, it's just mesmerizing. But <clears throat> I, I couldn't not have, because I know, as I said, the 80s were big, like I say, about males and, and like I say, being starring roles and stuff. But I really wanted to get, like I say, Goldie Hawn fired for the girls there. Sorry. <laughs> no, I totally um, I appreciate it yeah. from a female point of view. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with that one. I don't think any of mine, no, no, one of them, yeah. What, like an honourable mention of mine is uh, is very female orientated as well, but not mm. that good. Yeah. Um, so oh. overboard, what a choice, man! Jesus, <laughs> really good choice. It was nearly there, yeah. nearly there. But like I say, there was others that like yeah, I couldn't talk about. Like say, I've talked about Weird Science. Weird Science is one of the best eighties comedies, just because it's so wacky and wonderful. Um, Still other ones, I come oh, across. Oh, there oh, was oh, License oh, to oh. Drive as well. Another Corey Heyman and Filman. Movie that's just like say a simple premise, like going out for a drive and what could go wrong. Uh, Everything. Yeah, like the 80s style. Um, if we're going Rick Moranis as well, like say I can't. I I was, but to be fair, we're doing musicals in a few weeks, so um, little yeah. summer horrors. Uh, I've, kept, I've kept that off. <laughs> yeah, Blues Brothers as well. Uh, I've left off just for for other reasons because. Uh, well, we know what his it. musical list is. <laughs> But, um, Bloody spoilers there. <laughs> definitely. Um, I know Kev's got a few honourable mentions that, that he wanted to talk yeah, about go as for well. Yeah, Kev. Uh, well, you just mentioned one of them in Weird Science, the late great Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, unreal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, loads of people like it and say, oh, Robert Downey Jr. I couldn't give a toss about Robert oh, Downey Jr. No, not Downey not, Jr. Not at them times, not, not interested. I, I, I genuinely couldn't give a toss about him no. now either. I mean, don't get us wrong, he's done he's done fantastic stuff with his life. Mm-hmm. However, he's done a lot of shit in the past that just getting sober doesn't make up for it. So, nah, mm-hmm. screw him, don't care. Um, that, for me, that was all about Bill Paxton. The man is just an absolute hero. I love that fella. Mm-hmm. Like, Bill Paxton was one of the first Hollywood celebrities that made me sit up and go, that's that's what I want to watch. That's what I want to do. I love that. Have you, uh, have you seen his di- directorial piece he did? Uh, yes, we spoke about this last time. Oh, we did. <laughs> we did. We did. We did yeah. It's just because uh, it's just because of how amazing it. Like you don't expect it. Like not just because no. it's Bill Paxton. You just don't expect it at all from like the time of when it came out, the cast that's and it is, it is unreal. It it's, is brilliant. It's phenomenal. The thing that gets me about Bill Paxton is he's different in everything everything he's so he's such a bastard in weird science like he's there's chet he's just <laughs> yeah. horrible mm-hmm. and he's he's got that all american high school wrestler look about him <laughs> and you just think you absolute prick i hate it's, it's his character from aliens <laughs> then hudson in aliens but he's yeah. he's such a nice guy as well like he's mm-hmm. all like all mouth but when it comes to protecting Newt and protecting his friends, he's like True. the ultimate badass, which he proclaims to be. Game over, man. Game, yeah. over. Game over. Then you look at him in True Lies and he's a sniveling little shit. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just, he's so talented. And then you've got Coconut Pete from Club <gasps> Dread. 
mm-hmm. and he's it, just stoned off his face constantly. That has been on that has been on my list of I think it was horror films and yeah, non non slasher horror films. And like I said, I said it was a terrible film. Then Club as well, Dread so. is <laughs> brilliant. I love it. Coconut Pete is one of my favorite characters, especially when he gets pissed off over Jimmy Buffett. It's just so <laughs> funny to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's an honourable mention for me. Um, I thought someone would have brought that one up, but uh, mm. nope. Um, no, I, already had, I, already, I, I think I already did. Weird Science was in my top 80s films as yeah, well. Yeah, I so, think yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, a female orientated one for me where it's half the cast, um, essentially. Mm-hmm. The War of the Roses. Yeah. Michael oh, Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Turner and Donnie Michael, DeVito. Yes, because it was like the follow. It was like the third one after they done like the the Nile films. Romance in the Stone. Yeah, Romance in the Stone and Jewel of the. So then, because because when it came out, everyone thought it was like a sequel, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was nothing to do with it. No, no, (laughs) it's brutal though. It's it's not it's not comfortable to watch. (laughs) It's not, but it's really funny at the same time. Yeah, like. Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito are fantastic. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of Michael Douglas. I think he's a twat. Mm-hmm. But those two are just absolutely unreal. Yeah. Mind you, looking at Kathleen Turner these days and the way she goes on, I think she's a bit of a prick as well. Um, That's the thing, because probably with social media and everything, giving us access to celebrities' lives and opinions now. where we never had before. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the mistakes should have stayed there a little bit more. Shall sure. we say? Apart from Goldie Horn, hers her Instagram is an absolute delight. Hers is positive. It like, is lovely. Very... It is really lovely. If you want to see an insight of just absolute positivity and love, follow Goldie Horn. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention as well. Uh, sorry, sorry, Kev. Hmm? Um, it's not into the eighties. Um, it was a film I watched for my dad. Um, but I, I. It's it's a hard one to watch now. Uh, it's brilliant, but the dream team with um, Michael Keaton. It's, all right. <laughs> it, it's absolutely hilarious, but it's not quite. I got clue. Um, it's about um, these mental patients who go to the city to see a baseball game, and, yeah. and the doctor gets put in hospital. So they're in the streets, and one thinks he's Jesus Christ. Nope. One's a Sorry. mute, and Michael Keaton's like the biggest uh, liar and. A fantasist, mm-hmm. um, just being Michael Keaton, to be honest. <laughs> but it's not very PC, shall we say? But um, it's, I've never it's heard still it. a good watch. But the guy who played, did you ever watch uh, Everyone Loves Raymond? Yes, yes. His dad's in it, and he thinks he's, uh, thinks he's Jesus Christ reborn. Oh, right. It's one of Christopher Lloyd's best roles. Yes, Christopher Lloyd's in it as well. I forgot, but he's not got like crazy white hair. He thinks he's yeah. a doctor, but he's. Not. It's one of his best. He roles. is. Stop <laughs> He's so good in it. Um, but that that's on my honourable mentions. Um, mm-hmm. But I can't believe I didn't put Lethal Weapon down for it as well because that's like a action comedy, so to speak. Yeah, I, I was close to putting Lethal Weapon on as well, but I didn't know if it would be class. Well, I, it is comedy, but it's more. Yeah. I would say action like, side of things. I, and, and we'll be doing an action film one soon. Yeah. And Lethal Weapon have to... Saying that, we've got four Lethal Weapon films all equally as oh, decent. I, 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 I love them all. <laughs> uh, Turner and Hooch made my list. I can't not... I can't, can't ever, ever watch that film. Because ever. the dog died. It's a dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it broke me. It literally broke me. The idea of just the saying its name breaks I'm going to be controversial and say K9 was better. K9 was better. 
it was better. However, K9 didn't have hooch. It yeah. had a it had a German Shepherd, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's a German Shepherd." No, would you just give me a massive dog to Bordeaux instead? <laughs> Absolute, yeah, beast. he's a mastiff, isn't he? Yep, mm-hmm. French dogs. mastiff. Oh, absolutely stunning. There was one who walked past my house the other day when I was putting the bin out and it just stopped and stared at us. And I was like, oh my God, you are beautiful. And the owner was like, Abs- she's absolutely soft as shite. She's terrified of your bin. I was like, oh my God, let me move the bin. Like, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll stay still. You go past. I don't want to scare your dog. Absolutely they, they stunning. They are. They're soft dogs. That's the thing. They look big. They don't get us wrong. They, they, I, wouldn't they, want to be, I wouldn't want to get in them teeth. You wouldn't. Mm. But uh, they're, they're beautiful dogs. They're so loyal. Um mm. I absolutely love Turner and Hooch simply for that. Uh, but the last one that made my honourable mentions was one that literally just made the 80s and it's one of the greatest actors of all time for me. Uh, Clint Eastwood, any which way you can. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of it. Oh, I'm not a big fan of Clint Eastwood. Uh, Clive, the, the, the orangutan. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, I, that one. I know what yeah. you mean by that Left one. I've never Clyde. seen it. Mm. I loved it. It was, a, again, a film watching with the grander. Yeah, uh, he was a big fan of Clint Eastwood from the like the '80s films, mm. like well, not from the '80s films, but like Westerns. the spaghetti westerns and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so when he started doing stuff like Dirty Harry and things like that, obviously he followed him into that, and then he started getting into comedy. So I grew up with that, and mm. a lot, like a lot of the bare knuckle box side of things on that, like rang true because, well, like I say, my granddad was a hard bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know they so, used actual uh, fighters and stuff in yeah. In the actual thing, but uh, no, I, I, I admit it, I, I watched it, but I was never a huge fan of like the Every Which Way Is Loose films because there was a few of them as well. The, um, uh, any Which Way But Loose and Any Which Way You Can. Um, <laughs> but the soundtrack for me was what made that film. Yeah. And is, uh, it was the soundtrack and the motorcycle gang were fantastic. They were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hell Satans or something like that. They were mm-hmm. fucking, they were just such a parody of themselves. But it was his, um, it was his partner. Was it his mm-hmm. brother or something like that? Oh, I can't remember now. Um, but he, he was the one that made it for me. It was a oh, it was just such a funny film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that's my honourable mentions done. <laughs> I used to always think, uh, like say, James and Bob stole the, the monkey idea from yeah. that as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, have you got any honourable mentions there, Sammy? I've seen them, Paul. <laughs> 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 Worth a try. I thought I would give you a, give you an offer there, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's been our top five uh, 80s comedies. It's like I say been great to travel back in time. I know, like I say, Back to the Future always would be number one if we could pick it. Ghostbusters. Both, Ghostbusters. No, Back to the Future is better. I'll be honest. No, it's not. <laughs> we'll have that uh... argument. <laughs> Kev stuck in the middle. <laughs> uh, no, for, no, for me, it's uh, it's not going to be either of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'll throw a third one out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for for coming, joining us again, Kevin. Thanks for picking an amazing subject. Um, awesome. Next week, as as I said, we're doing uh, retro games. Uh, nerd talk. I think Charlotte's joining us and Jake. I don't know who else is coming in. Uh, I'll need to find out because now we've got actually the way it looks. We've got I can actually design things to look nice now. Yeah. Um. Hope everyone has liked the new look and the new feel of the podcast. As Jake said, we can probably say this is season two now with a new upgrade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gone of the days of them filters that used to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. We are now upgraders. <laughs> 
Certainly. And just as a heads up, people, me flat isn't on fire. That is just a candle. Right. <laughs> we're good we're all good. I thought you've just like shot it off that much. Just burning you down now. So that's, that's <laughs> anyway, from the back. <laughs> yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise us. It will happen. I'm sleeping on the couch tonight for the short circuit reference. <laughs> but certainly. Um, again, thank you everyone who's joined the Facebook group. Um, me and Sam... And Charlotte both got a little bit excited this week when we had an actual famous comic book artist join our group, um, and yeah, kind of blew away. Yeah, pe- these these people are starting to uh, find us now, which is amazing. Um, again, like I said, please subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, like our videos, um, and also I was on every single platform now on the podcast, like audio wise, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Audible. Uh, and some other ones I haven't even heard of we've managed yeah. to get on there anywhere but, you can find it anywhere that you listen to your podcast you'll be able to find us um, Charlotte's Book Club yes Charlotte's Book, book Club, club book has club. now started now so that, that basically that's getting busier and they're talking about uh, books which is like say that's her little baby and yes. I believe after the retro one we are going to be launching the Twitch with Jake um, it's going to be fun. the Nerdy Up North Twitch cast where I think he's going to be playing a Spider-Man game That'll be coming in the next week or so. So watch Jake be all Spider-Man and shit. It's going to be so much fun. And thank you to everyone who's joined in the chat tonight. Thank you for taking the time to come and watch us on your Friday night. Really appreciate it. Certainly. But um, like I say, we'll leave that for the evening. So same bat time, same bat channel, people. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Friday, get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It's still on. Clear. Oh no.